to the blues because Aquarius Mercury retrograde has hit our world. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You're listening what? to the blues? I, I love how there was such a pause. Like there was a literal, literally just like the Gemini rising to retrograde. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I mean, you know, someone somewhere, me, it looks like me, seems to be having some kind of Potentially poor connection. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the Gemini rising to be heavily impacted by this Mercury Mm -hmm. retrograde. No, it actually is really horrible every time. I don't like that. That's the case always. (laughs) And also (laughs) with this, with this, with this Mercury or this retrograde squares my rising. Like, oh, gross. I know. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Everybody, say hello. (laughs) Everybody, (laughs) clap your hands. (laughs) You're on the Six and Shannon Show. This is Astrology Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) What if every time we just sang out our jingle? (laughs) I literally feel like, I I feel like I'm going to have to go back through all the audio and just like string together all the times you enter enter a show. Like, Like, hey, everybody, everybody. And I'm like, what are you doing? Every- I'm trying to find a jingle. <laughs> Remember back on like all of the shows we would listen to as kids, there would be like, Batman. Yeah, we need a Batman. You need a and we need like a bat symbol. Yeah. Oh, we we all yeah we do have to work on our like funding, funding. Yeah, we also yeah again we need an artist. We need artists, please, an artist. I feel like you really slept on that cute little cartoon when I made. It was real cute. Oh, no, no. I did not sleep on it, but it was more of that it wasn't drawn for us. It was a generator oh, thing. Oh, yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I, I feel like it's cute for now. It. I want my bong. Oh, so cute. I want my bong in it, though. <laughs> we can edit a bong in. We can find a Sagittarius Pluto who knows how to use the computers on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Please, and then kids. <laughs> please, children, please, children, help us. Help I just us want old. to say one thing: Scorpio Pluto is going to be the generation that pays their interns. We got you, Sagittarius Pluto. When oh I get God, a yes, bro, it's on and popping. There is no such thing as fucking uh, free. Oh, work for experience? No, 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 no. We I'm will going not pay you, our children, and our nieces and nephews and cousins and brothers and sisters. What was wrong with our parents? Not our what parents. Our, uh, you mean the you mean the Virgo you mean the Virgo mm. Pluto generation? That's like everybody better you better work hard and you better get every detail under because I'm not helping you. <laughs> to be fair, Yo, to be Pluto Leo. <laughs> oh, I guess like ugh, just it's just interesting because with all of these Saturn transits, I really think that Scorpio Pluto is starting to kind of realize their inner power, but I don't want to go too deep into that because hello, this is six. Hey. Black of cry. (laughs) Hey, six, this is Shannon. Astrology chef, did you know that this is me? Hi, hi. I just wish we didn't introduce ourselves to each other. Like, forget the audience. They should know who we are by now, but like, hi, it's nice to meet you again. 
It's like a first date. I'm trying to reenact it, pretending. <laughs> ah, yes, and we can we can do it again tomorrow in person. When oh I my see god! You. Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna recreate the Mercury retrograde. We're recreating the week that we met. Literally, oh. it's amazing. I can't wait. It's gonna be so freaking cute. And honestly, for another flashback of the week that we met when we first met and recorded in person, we did not record alone. We recorded with a guest. And while we do not have that guest on, we have another amazing astrologer. She is a spiritual advisor who focuses on astrology, spirituality, and many other forms of divination. She's studied tropical astrology since she was 14 years old. Oh, my God. Wow. Humility. That just... Oh my god, wait, same. And has studied more intensely in the past five years. That means that she knows multiple, kind of like martial arts. She knows the Kusu Wong of martial arts, the karate. She's like, what? Cha, 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 cha. We're going to unpack all your traumas. Cha, cha. (laughs) Her main focus in her practice is self mastery, healing, past life energies, life purpose and general self-development. As a believer of free will, she uses divination to show people how the energies of the universe are relating to their lives so that they will realize their own power. For more information, you can please go to astrodem.space for content, social media, and more. I love doing the end credits. Like, I just speed it up a little bit, kind of like on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Her name is Astrodem! Hi, guys! Thanks for having me, guys. No, Literally thank always. you for coming on. Because, like, the thing is, we are Sagittarius's, and Astrology Sucks actually has the Sagittarius rising. Oh, wow. And that means that we invite people on so they can teach us, and yeah. we can teach the world. Yes, I love it. And it actually goes very much with the whole subject that we have, too, for today. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the Sagittarius Rising podcast with two sags. We are out here ready to talk about Chiron, one of the named centaurs we actually get in our asteroid sphere. Mm. And also, I think what is a one thing I do kind of love about Chiron, it's one of the few asteroids that pops up on a chart without adding the major asteroid toggle, you know? Yeah. Like, it's important enough to make it into the, into the, like, a, a layman's sun moon like sun through pluto midheaven like the main stuff yeah like yeah. people who aren't necessarily experts in like astrology and are like really even understanding what asteroids are see chiron yep right right so he's important very important, important. <laughs> absolutely so demi tell us why tell us how you started really being interested in talking about chiron learning about chiron understanding chiron why do you we can, I mean, obviously we know why we have you on this episode, but like, tell us why you are the expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all started during my Saturn return. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lost and confused and needing to know why I was, I felt so broken. <laughs> and realizing that, you know, it wasn't broken. It was just, you know, certain things I needed to heal and figure out. And it's so funny because, um, you know, I mentioned to, to you guys before, but, you know, I've been studying since I was 14, but I was really focusing on planets and the luminaries, not so much the dwarf planets, the asteroids and things like that. And I was just wanting 
more info. I felt like there was more for me to figure out. And, um, you know, I same similar to what you were saying, too. I looked at the chart. I'm like, oh, there's Chiron. Oh, there's Chiron. And I'm like, let me look up more about Chiron. Yeah. I finally did and understood what it meant. And um, the story, the myth just always hit home to me. I like once I found out what it was and then looked at my chart and interpreted it myself, I was like, oh, wow. OK, so that was real. <laughs> and <laughs> I need to figure this out. But I also wanted to help other people, too. You know, so after I like really dug deep in my interpretation of it. Um, actually, one of my first uh, mini readings, actually the first mini reading that I um, offered on Twitter was about Chiron. So, uh-huh. yeah, the whole um, vibe of like um, being the wounded healer and um, as you're healing, you attract other people who can help you heal. And then you attract people who you can help heal. And it just creates a healing wave. It's just always beautiful and meaningful to me. So, I just had to continue the wave, you know? Wow. Yeah. And that makes me really, uh, that makes me so excited. I'm like so excited to talk about this topic because Six and I have been talking about doing a Chiron episode for how long? Six, like at least a couple months. Yes. This like has since been before something... 2020 even started, like for sure. But in 2019, we were talking this. Yeah. yeah, because the thing is, like, Chiron is one of my favorite asteroids because, like, he quite literally is, like, the Sagittarius, like, mascot, pretty much. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's nothing for nothing. If Scorpios get Pluto, whatever, whatever, you little dwarf planet anyway, like, a <laughs> uh, small planet that really there are some woman a- named asteroids that are larger than Pluto, but whatever. We get Chiron. We get the deep wound and heal. And I feel like Sagittarius can really resonate that be- with that. Because when you think about Chiron, he was not only a jack of all trade, but he mastered all of them. Like, he was incredibly talented. He could play instruments. He could perform. He was smart. He was well-read. He was all these things. That's very, very Sagittarian. But when you're young, I feel it kind of looked down on, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the whole idea of... Um you know, Chiron being neglected and like his wound started before, like as <laughs> soon as he was born, you know, like I remember reading in the mm-hmm. myth that like his mom, Kronos cheated. So Kronos just bounced. Um, and then his mom was like, oh my God, he's a centaur gross and left him hanging. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, like poor kid. And it's so funny because like a lot of people talk about Chiron and um, how it represents like childhood trauma and wounds which is definitely important but I think it also shows like major potential that you have too Uh, because um, Chiron has its potential but what if Apollo didn't take him in like Mm -hmm. would he be all these things you know what I mean like would he he probably he had the potential he learned quick and he like was the master he mastered everything that was connected to healing you know so and the, yeah and the other thing too is that like he he could have he also had the potential to not be as as maybe like good as like air quote good as he he was because often mostly centaurs were a lot more like violent and a lot more you know not as 
not as just not as traditionally good. And Chiron was a healer and was more calmed. He was calmed by Apollo and Artemis too, because Artemis was out here helping him out. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just like the perfect like ugh adopted kid is so much better off with uh, the adopted <laughs> the adopted caretakers. Exactly. And then he ends up. Oh, and also. Um, the other thing about we you were talking about how he was uh, cast out by his mom. It's like he was a centaur, but he had he wasn't like other he other centaurs. He had like human legs up front. Right. He has a human body with a horse also, but the human body in the front has legs. So it's like he is in in theory more human a little bit, which hence like I feel like why he was able to be so smart, learn so quickly. Like he had more of like a human vibe to him than uh, traditional centaurs do. Right. Mm. Right. Exactly. I love mythology. I just love that all the mythology kids are like astrologers now. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Literally like, as we were talking a little earlier, I was like, oh wow, we sound we were the nerds who got bullied in school, all of us. <laughs> We are we are gonna grow up and make 100%. a lot of money and be like, haha, you laughed at Greek mythology, but who is looking like an ass now, Bacchus? <laughs> Bacchus. You're over here having fun with your high school party and your cheerleader girlfriend. Whatever. <laughs> the queers are gonna rise. Like whatever. Literally. The queers are coming. Like, oh, oh man, being a weird kid who loved astrology and mythology and all those weird things in middle school was hard. Yeah. Oh my God. You you don't understand. Like I was called like, and mind you, I didn't mind being called this, but people are like, are you like some witch or something? Do you spell? Do you? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm I'm an astrologer. Like this is before I even got into like that type of energy work. So I'm like, you're like, well, this was before I was a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm resonating with that so deeply. Like, so I was actually like, Looking back, I have thought about how technically I have been through like literal systematic discrimination from like the Florida public school system because I practice witchcraft. Like literally like teacher because so because I was homeschooled, the only way I could do after school activities was like by like having affiliation with a school nearby. Other homeschools may homeschoolers may have done it or not. Mm-hmm. I was, like, basically told because, like, I liked, you know, Harry Potter like every other kid did. But, like, I was a little deeper because I feel like deadass my mom's probably a witch, too. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> it was just, I was definitely doing energy work and knowingly and my mother wouldn't mind. And then I would talk about it to other people. And I was, like, told by adults, like, if you talk about this, like, you can't come to this event or you can't come to this function. And if you don't wow. pray with us, you can't be this character in this pay. And they actually could do that because I was home schooled and it couldn't do anything about it oh wow yeah oh gosh virgo chiron in the 11th for Ooh. that's what i was about to say too that's very <laughs> very your placement <laughs> for real yeah man witchcraft now it literally like it feels so good to be able to practice freely especially as a person of color but all like i can't I feel irritated that I could not practice freely and now you have kind of the gentrification of witchcraft, but I can only imagine how indigenous people feel. Like, literally, I identify as indigenous, but like, definitely feel like separated to some extent and feel more comfortable identifying as black, but how, 
you can't even use Palo Santo and Sage as much because it's starting to have issues with like just everybody over harvesting it. But now they want to be witches. Cool. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's just it's just so disrespectful. And it's like <laughs> for the like um, you know the Native Americans. I know they're like, okay, now you're shitting on us again. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. so bad. It's just. Oh. Frustrating. Ah, how yeah. history repeats itself. I, I wonder know. what's in America's chart to make it like this. Ooh, <laughs> Why is America like? I yeah. know what it is. Ooh. And no, and no offense to to my my Sagis, you know, okay. but a Sag rising. It, Just kidding. It, it we don't want to know from... anymore. <laughs> the reason why I say this, the reason why I say this is because it, it could be a destiny. It could be a beautiful thing, right? Where like it's picking up from different cultures. Think about how multi-ethnic, multi-racial America is. But oh hi Kitty! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> this is speaking of which, this is my familiar. Miso always comes to join the podcast. Oh. He always right, Miso, say hi. Come on. What's Miso is very talkative, but not right now. Miso, like Miso, Miso? Sue. Oh my gosh. Hi, Miso. Miso is adorable, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like, I think that there's a couple of like bad aspects to the Ascendant that makes the energy like take from cultures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like, a, it's, I think that's what it is. It's like the badly aspected Sag. Do you think that maybe, like, you know, for countries, countries have their Saturn return over and over and over and over again. And, Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of curious, like, when you think about Scandinavian countries being so liberal and so forth, like, how long did it take some of their Saturn return placements to kind of, like, mature before, you know, you see a solid country? Because even when you think about Sagittarius, and this is where I feel like Sagittarius, Pluto, and I always beef, and I'm like, sweetie, I'm not even going to fight you because I am a Sagittarius, (laughs) and I am older than you. Chill. (laughs) The reason why we beef is because Sagittarius being a later energy has all this potential for wisdom, but you're a child. like, And Sagittarius is like very Zeus, and it's like just like that ability to manifest everything and then also always being around older people and like really hearing what they're saying and like having this access to knowledge i think that young sagittarius like has this more knowledge than some older people do but being able to know how to apply that knowledge and to actually internalize the still feeling and so forth that comes with age and that's wisdom Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. there's a difference between knowledge and knowing and i think that a mature um, a mature Sagittarius, and when you think of Sagittarius, you think like know it all. Shout out to Chiron, but, <laughs> but but it's like knowledge comes before knowing, and sometimes knowing comes before knowledge. And I feel like maturity is knowing how to blend them together. Yes, exactly, and that's the difference I always say between Gemini and Sag. Um, Sag. Sag energy is definitely adventurous, definitely will go out and learn from um, a guru, from a specialist, but um, they kind of, um, sometimes, sometimes if they, they, if they credit that guru or that master, they can be a little bit blinded, like blindly follow them, you know what I mean? And say, oh, well, they have this accreditation. I trust this knowledge, right? While Gemini is always questioning They'll question like literally God <laughs> and be like, I don't know God because it's so 
funny that you say that because that is one side that is the one thing about Sagittarius that I'm blinded by being a Scorpio Celium. I question everything because of my Scorpio Celium. Yes. So it's really made my Sagittarius energy a little bit different. I have no air placements as well. So. Uh, see that and yeah, Scorpio it, it's beautiful how um, they question because it's like it's a almost psychic question like questioning you know what I mean you guys feel it it's really cool <laughs> it's really cool but <laughs> I've noticed you? that I've noticed that with my, like, my people like in my family I have a, a lot of siblings and I have some siblings with Sag energy some siblings with Gemini and that's their main difference like <laughs> my sister has a lot of like Gemini one of my brothers have a lot of Sag and my sister would be like but you're just saying this because this person's scientist said it while you know that they're not like you know fudging the numbers or blah 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 like and it's always that argument it's so funny <laughs> well you know what I think about it um because as a person having a Sag Sun Gemini rising I'm like always thinking about Sagittarius Gemini energy Sagittarius reads the headlines and maybe like the first two sentences and Gemini reads the full article because they want to yeah. know every angle mm-hmm. so that they have all of everything all of the information and because they want to like like Gemini's are trivia people, but Sagittarius is much big picture, much more big picture. So they assume like, oh, the headline tells me pretty much what I need to know. Like, especially yeah. in most breaking news nowadays. But like a lot of headlines now are primarily to get you to click on it. And the story always tells you something, not necessarily different, but just it gives you some information that you definitely could not have gotten only from a headline. And Gemini's are looking at that and Sagittarius is like, Ah, that one that one guy said that thing and there it was on the headline. It's a thing now, right guys? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I actually have a funny Gemini story. It's quite short, but let's go. <laughs> yesterday, um I saw um I think I saw it on the shade room. It's this guy who's like best friends with Kim Kardashian that's like into food. He like loves Oh food. my god. Oh my god. You are yes. you are tapping into my random other niche um because <laughs> I He's um, what is he? It's God. It's like the food, the food, the food so- guy. The yeah, food the food guy. guy, and he's so creepy looking. Like he looks <laughs> slimy, right? But also, I recognize him because he he is the guy that went big viral whenever the um, wing video went around, the gold covered wings, oh. and he's eating them, and he's like covered in it, and it's like there some it's like stupid expensive, and it's gold whatever, and it's just people were. It went viral because people were like, what the fuck? Like, this is such right. a waste. Why is such a waste of money? This is so disgusting. And also, you know, like, it was, he's also very white. And it's just like, everything was all gross. Like, right. so that's where I recognize him. And then as I see him being friends with Kim Kardashian, I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is the simulation doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. So, okay. So he has this thing. I guess his birthday's t- today or tomorrow or something. And he had this like big ass like towered cake and it looked cool. And so he's bringing the cake over and it's like, I see a converter. It's like a convert, a coupe convertible in the back. And he's trying to bring it over. And I guess the people tripped and, and the whole cake fell on the ground. Right. And so it was funny. I sent it to my friends. One's a Gemini, one's a Taurus, one's a Cancer. The Cancer didn't respond, but, um, I sent it to them. I was like, oh my God, look at the cake. It's such a waste. And then my tourist friend was like, yes, 
all that food. How can you waste that food? <laughs> the Gemini was like, wait, this is a this is a setup. Why is he trying to bring a big cake <laughs> a convertible coupe? And the cake is gonna just fly away with the wind. Like, what is this doing? He's just setting this up. He's you can tell he's acting. <laughs> Like, uh, and you know what? I am presently watching this video. I am literally watching it as you tell me this, and I'm like, "This is this is absolutely absurd." This cake looks yes. like cardboard. Like it looks fake. Also, right. also, it's it's a very interesting cake. It's like a cake that was like cut in. They they made it look like the cake was cut in half with right. food in the middle of it. Right. And yeah. Oh no! Wait, wait. Let me see. Oh, cupcakes. Oh no! It is real cake. Is no, this cake. is this is extremely staged. This it's is very staged. annoying. And so the and so the funny thing about it though is that me and the and the other Earth sign is is just upset because they wasted food. <laughs> while the while the Gemini yeah, is like, like what? understanding the cons- a conspiracy, like but no. That's also me. Me too. My Gemini Rising. I look at this and I'm like, this cake. Look at this cake. And this guy is also wearing a shirt. He's wearing a sweater that says birthday party on it. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh my God. I cannot believe I'm watching this with mine own eyes. And yeah, no, because what? It's not. Yeah, it's just. No. Okay. I'm not even listening to a sound and I don't like it. He's, his, his pan is so bad. His hair is horrible. He looks like, why does he look like a Pisces? Pisces men are weird. Yeah, they're, they're quite interesting. But I've noticed a lot of Pisces energy folks have like a like more droopier eyes. He a lot of them, not all of them. Has like droopy, weird, tiny eyes. I also extru- way too much Botox. He's starting to look like Carson Daly. Like <laughs> also every single photo, fo- every single post on his Instagram is a video. Every single one. Oh wow! I've not. I was trying to find a single photo just to like, <laughs> look at, to look at his face. But they're all videos, either videos or IGTV videos. Wow, he's oh. using Instagram in a very intriguing way, and I'm not about it. And also, <laughs> it really stresses me out that he looks like this and continues to look like this for the brand. Like. I know. I'm How not okay. I hope you know. It out. <laughs> same, I guess. Oh, I finally found a, a picture, and I have scrolled back all the way to May 2019 to find it. But <laughs> wait, okay, so <laughs> I was I have, gonna. Yeah, what you got? I have a he very awesome. Look at this picture of this poodle and this oh dog. My- God, oh, that's wow. a wild oh, what? Now it's poodle a video patch. of the poodle. Now it's a video of the poodle. I hate that they dye this poodle's hair. I hate that they make him floof like that. I hate everything. I hate this man. I don't know why I have such... Why does he look like this? <laughs> why? Look at him. I'm not okay with any of this. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, I love that story. <laughs> it reminded me of this kind of gross man that exists and I'm not yeah it's a lot but uh I um it's super, it's super random and funny because I've really t- I've noticed one thing about you and I Shannon like because we have that Davison and composite Taurus moon whenever somebody's around we have to feed them so I I'm so I'm sitting with my friend who's a Taurus and it's so funny because you were talking about cake and whenever you say a food around a Taurus, any food, any appetizing food, then of course, 
she's a Taurus rising, but still the rule applies. So yeah. in any Taurus placement, you just say the food and then they think about the last time they had that food. And then they think about the last time that they ate. And then they yeah. realize that they ate, they ate eight in like a few minutes and now they're hungry. Boy, I bet every single Taurus placement who's listening to this podcast is now snacking on a food and that's no problem. And keep listening to us, keep watching us because if you make us famous, hashtag make us famous, we will bring snacks. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. not only will we bring snacks, we will bring snacks that we've made. I will bring snacks mm. that I made. I want to feed all of you. Literally, it's not even, it's it's actually not even I, Ever since getting on Astro Twitter, ever since joining, feeling like I'm in like the astrology community vibe, all I wanted to do was have a di- big old dinner party. Big old astrology dinner party. The thing is, is I just need a table. I have the space, I just need a table. Shannon, I need a last supper. If you're style. serious about doing this on the podcast, I was writing ideas down for an astrology get together. I kept thinking about it. Do you want to do it? I we mean, will do it. Yeah, we will I'm, do it. All right, great. Our Amazing. first, and then it's reservation only. It's probably going to be maybe like a little ticket price, but it will be an astrology uh, get together. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Sorry, I, I, I'm not paying. I, I pay for groceries enough and life always. I can't pay for everybody. Oh my food. gosh, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, are we uh, literally planning our first Astrology Sucks get-together? Dude, fuck yeah, and it's a dinner party, and that's all I could ever ask for in my life. We will figure out making an event right and get back to you. I'll make fucking vegan, gluten-free, we out here. I got all the options. I love all of my eaters. see you. You're not allowed to be I have Venus in the first. Y'all are making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) Oh, man. Has anybody spoken about the history of Chiron, by the way? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so Demi, Demi talked about the the myth a little bit about how Mm -hmm. he was. Yeah, so I think we kind of got that. We we got that. Um, Generally, we talked about it in in a casual, flowing way, but I think we touched on everything how his parents neglected him, who his parents were, um, you know, how Apollo picked him up and, you know, taught him everything that he learned. So, guys, if you don't know, he's like an oracle, a healer, um, medicine man. What else did he do? He, <laughs> he was also like, um, it's both both healing and then also he just was like very well read. Like he was a full, like, you know, he was always studying and he knew a lot. He was very wise. People were looked up to him for wisdom, mm-hmm. which is why he made such a tragic decision toward the end. Whenever he gave up his immortality to save Prometheus, after he was shot by poison arrow, Chiron oh, ah! by who? By Hercules. Mm-hmm. By accident. That's right. Though. Do we want to talk about the fight? Uh, yeah let's do it do it okay so it's funny because this actually brings in another cat um centaur um folis hmm. so uh, this is like apparently the story of folis is mixed in here so apparently um folis saw hercules he act he actually um just completed one of his things that he had to do whatever and uh, one of his missions and Folis was like, okay, like, Folis was actually very similar to um, to Chiron, where he was, like, smart. I don't know if he was, like, half human or his front feet were human like him, but Folis was very smart, not as ruly and crazy as the other centaurs. So we saw Hercules 
brought him to his cave, gave him some food, but then he opens like a jug of wine. Um, I forgot who gave them the jug of wine. It was one of the gods. I think is uh, I forgot which one. But anyways, so he opened up the um, jug of wine. They was drinking. The other centaurs smelt the wine and started just like coming in. Where's our liquor? And started just acting like a, a crazy club fight, basically. Like they was just <laughs> over, over, or like just unruly and crazy. And basically, a fight started. And Hercules was fighting him off with his bow and arrow. Um, Chiron came in, tried to break the fight, and he, um, Hercules shot Chiron by accident. Wait, it, I'm looking online. It's not Hercules, it's Heracles. Her- oh, sorry, Heracles. No, yeah, but that's the thing. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's the swap. They're so it's- similar. The names are too similar. But yeah, Heracles. Oh, really? I thought it was... Yeah. Well, it's probably, yeah. It's probably, I think it is Heracles. Yeah, because yeah. Heracles... Yeah, yeah. Heracles. Let's Mercury see. retrograde. I know, right? <laughs> strikes Honestly. again. And that's the coolest thing about Mercury retrograde because all of the Mercury retrograde strikes have been like retrospective things that were very meta that I didn't realize how meta they were and I feel like that's why I've liked this Mercury Retrograde because it's helped me see the perspectives that I didn't realize I didn't see Right. yeah he he Heracles was just like he was known as one of the greatest Greek heroes <laughs> I love it in this description of him a paragon of masculinity Ooh. <laughs> the well, ancestor well, yeah royal clans like he was just like really like like honestly, he was just real famous. <laughs> wow. Well, that's back funny, in the that day. actually sounds quite similar to Hercules. No, it's too. <laughs> literally like one word, like one letter off SWAT. Heracles oh, instead of Hercules. Wow. Like it's so close, but but, um, but, but, yeah, but it's just similar because they're so they're similar. Like both being like vaguely noble, you know, right. both sons of Zeus, um, but with different moms because you know how Zeus be. Uh, <laughs> You know how Jupiter be. <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of funny because the thing it is, I'm a Sagittarius up. and my dad is hilariously Jamaican and has like 12 kids or possibly more. Literally, my dad is Jupiter. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice I've got a lot of Sagittarius sons <laughs> or Sagittarius sons maybe like had dads or some type of parent who like got around a lot or got a lot of attention and Sagittarius moons maybe their mom had a lot of suitors in the past mm. or their nurture had a lot of suitors mm-hmm. I can see that for sure yeah absolutely cheating high thoughts oh <laughs> yeah uh, all right but way too soon to do high thoughts because maybe we should talk about Chiron through the houses and signs. Yeah, yeah, because we all been going, we all go through something with Chiron, but it depends on where, where he's hanging out. Yeah. So, um, you know, overall, like in general, like Chiron is connected to childhood traumas that, um, you know, I mean, all of us go through certain situations or traumatic events, you know, in our childhood. Some great some you know not so heavy but it represents the trauma that you've experienced that you didn't get a chance to heal and you brought over to your adulthood right and you notice patterns into your adult in your adulthood that you're like wow I keep doing the same thing and usually you realize you keep doing the same thing like around your Saturn return and you're like okay I need to fix this and then you 
go through the healing process. But the interesting thing is that just like Chiron, you realize that you have a lot of potential in this thing. And so, you know, depending on where it is, we'll show you what childhood trauma you have that you brought into your adulthood that you need to address in your adulthood. So, you know, um, want to start off with the houses or the signs then? Hmm. I say we do it through the houses because the houses are kind of simpler to conceptualize, I think. And then maybe to the signs to add some color. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. So, um, well, through the, well, first house, you know, Karen or first house, I've noticed a lot of people who have this have, like, childhood traumas connected to, like, bullying, like, bad bullying. Um, they have, um, they're just yeah, it's about who you are. Yeah, so it's just like you're um, ridiculed and made fun of about your personality, your persona, your appearance, your body, just your essence, your first impressions. It's kind of like, you know those instances, and whether it happened to you or other people, where something happens to somebody and that thing sticks and people don't, don't just let it go? Oh my God, like a bad, mm-hmm. nick- like a bad nickname, you know, from like mm-hmm. one time you had like something like weird on your face and it's just like oh haha now you're known for that forever and you're like great it's been years yes. and it's never gone <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's Tyron in the first <laughs> damn <laughs> I, I am oh man do you want me to take um the second house yeah and then Shannon we could rotate in threes oh, oh that's yeah and also- excellent yeah. Alrighty. I so that. I feel like I run in the second house when th- that goes into your values and possessions. So maybe in some way, the things that you possess, maybe people made you feel bad about it. So maybe you could have been someone who grew up like extremely poor, or something like that. And maybe like you were bullied because of that, like maybe because of like the shoes you were wearing, the clothes that you were wearing. Or alternately, maybe like you grew up like totally fine, like socioeconomically wise. And then somebody like maybe you grew up in a family that was Mormon or your values and the way that you looked in the world was different. Maybe you were born in a different country and then you come into, I guess, maybe another country and they're like, whoa, you believe that you do that. You wear that. What? Mm -hmm. And that makes you feel some type of way. Yeah. (laughs) Makes you feel some type of way. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like what Chiron is second. Yeah, I feel like yeah, getting bullied for just like the things. I feel like it's just like the things you have in your possessions, especially because since it's about childhood, there's not a lot of like you don't really understand your personal values yet. But with childhood, you have a lot of like actual values, things around you, and all that. So I feel like it could really have something to do with that a lot more. Right, and like. Self-worth, too. Like, self-worth is great mm-hmm. connected to the second house. And so, like, it's similar to the first where, and where like, people are bullying you and it's lowering your confidence, your self-esteem, you know? It's a tough yeah. place. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <sighs> Man. I think if I know anybody with that. I, let's, okay, wow, great. Chiron third. That's me. That's my placement. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm, here we go. Um, yeah, all right, Chiron in third has to, I feel like that's going to definitely touch on the way that you are communicating or the way that you're heard by others and the way that you, and it's like possibly issues surrounding that from childhood. Like, so at least personally for me, it definitely is like a lot of like 
my voice was being stifled, I felt like. Like, both in physically and, like, literally physically, like, be quiet. And then also, like, uh, by, you know, my community or by others, just, like, the way I felt. I just felt like my voice didn't matter as much, so I didn't speak up as much. Which is funny because I'm talking all the time. But it's (laughs) empty. It was, like, I feel like it's it's emptier than that. It's because it's not, like, I'm afraid to really put my truest true thoughts all the way out there because I'm afraid that, like what I say isn't going to be truly heard. And I feel like that is such a Chiron third moment. Like you're that, yeah, that, or I have Chiron in the third and I have a major complex when it comes to my brother and I love my brother so much. Like he is seriously my favorite person in the whole world, but I just, my brother gets, he, I just, my brother gets so much and uh, he just walks through a lot of life just kind of getting mm-hmm. it and I it just ooh, irks me a little. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because um, if I remember correctly, my Chiron is also in his third house. Oh, wow. So it's pretty interesting how that kind of manifests because the third house for everybody listening is very much tied into communicating and idea flow like that. But it also is uh, connected to your siblings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Quick question. Did you have, uh, I have Chiron and Gemini, so there's some similarities there. Uh-huh. Did you ever had one of those dreams where, like, you, you're you trying to yell and you can't yeah, speak? Because I've had those. So, <laughs> I have very similar dreams. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to yell and that I can't speak, like, no voice. But I usually have dreams where, like, my mouth is, like, impa- like I'm literally, like, like my teeth are all falling out so I can't talk. Or my tongue is super swollen. Or my lips are weird. Like, and I'm just, like, yeah. why am I, like, I can't, I literally physically cannot get the words out of my mouth. So oh, it's wow. not like I'm, like, mute or I'm, no one can physically hear me. It's just that my mouth is, like, not capable. It's just, those are, like, the, the worst nightmares that I wake up and I'm, like, like a little cold sweat. Right, but yeah, wow, yeah, I did, yeah. Chiron and Gemini would make would have some similarities there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess I'll do. I guess I'll do Chiron in the fourth. Um, this is connected to childhood traumas. Connect um with like nurturing. Uh, maybe you feel like your emotions weren't. Um, you know, seen as important. Um, you didn't get the proper nurturing vibes that you wanted. Um, disruptions in the home that made you not feel comfortable in your home, Um, disruptions within your privacy, you didn't feel private, Um, you didn't have any privacy whatsoever, Um, possible issues with the mother. Just like how the third house is connected to siblings, the fourth house is connected to the mother or the nurturing parent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's like the first heartbreak for them is through the nurturing parent, which is so sad. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I, I think that's what yeah. I got for that. Okay. <laughs> I could see, I could see that also being like both, yeah, the parent and then also just like the home space. So just the yeah. home environment, like maybe it wasn't your parent that was doing something, but maybe your parent, maybe, you know, well, I guess it was all it kind of stems from your parent because you're a kid and you don't have control of who comes home to your place. But maybe yeah. it was just the people that your, you know, your family allowed into your orbit that were right. and, and you're home with them all the time and you're you know 
it's just talk a little, there's just something a little more, you know, uh, traumatizing about the home space. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I recently did like a, a ancestry mini reading um, and I'm empathically felt people that have Chiron in the fourth, um, you know, it has like possible ancestral childhood wounds that pass down from generation to generation. I and see that for sure. When I read that for people, they're like, yeah, this happened to me. It also happened to my mom. It also happened to my grandma. It almost happened to my great. I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, really interesting. Wow. Also, I, that's a, a side note, even though that is interesting in an interesting and kind of a like scary way, cause it's Chiron, but I love when that happens with astrology where you're like, Oh yeah, my, this happened and this happened and this happened. It's all been in the generation and all something relates to something. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, that's when astrology, I just love the way astrology works within families. It gives me like, Oh, it gets me excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I guess so I'm doing Chiron, Chiron fifth. in fifth. Okay, I feel like people. I actually think I know. I know someone with a Chiron fifth. Anytime, maybe they tried to have fun and experience like pleasure as a child, they were like rudely interrupted, or it became not pleasurable, or maybe the way that they had pleasure was like looked down on or shamed or made fun of in some type of way. So right. like. I feel like the first thing that came to mind is like the, maybe like when you're like masturbating for the first time <laughs> and then your parent yeah. walks in oh. and freaks them oh. out. Bro, and it's literally, and I, because the fifth house of creativity and sex, or maybe like your mom and dad didn't like go to your shows like they just didn't show up for you and like when you yeah. think back about it like I remember doing performing all the time and there were tons of kids who like bro talk about my cancer rising Venus cancer in the first mom she was like there are kids whose parents don't show up so I want to show up for all the kids even if you're not in it I just want Aww. the kids to know that somebody shows up oh man Aww. I feel like people with like uh, Chiron in the fourth and fifth to be dispositioned to be like taken under the wing of like an English teacher or a drama teacher or an art teacher. Yeah. 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 I actually have this placement and you speak in some truth, Six. Oh! You speak in some truth. <laughs> Are you holding selenite right now? sucks because we do teach about astrology but sometimes astrology hurts and there's no reason to be that loud and it yes. sucks yes <laughs> listen i i got i got my um selenite pyramid right now holding with yes you guys. You here we all it. go yes. it's okay we will get through it i know that i have the 11th and you literally roasted me earlier <laughs> to me and I haven't even listened to the rest of the recording. I went four minutes in and felt attacked. So hmm, here we go. <laughs> well, uh, well, I feel attacked too. So <laughs> welcome to astrology sets. It's so fun when, I, when I'm the one. I'm just the one attacking myself. <laughs> I literally like there was a moment where I was like, should I do third house? And I was like, no, I don't want to attack Shannon today. I'll let her unpack herself. <laughs> 
Well, we, yeah, yeah. But you know what's, oh my gosh. So you know what I just realized? Because I want to retrograde back really quick to me talking about the third house. I was really intrigued. I was really intrigued, Manisha, because Ava, I was thinking about her Chiron. And it is in the third house also, which wow. makes a lot of sense. So, so for reference, Ava is like one of my favorite kids on this planet. She's almost 10. And yes. she is the child of a man that my mom's seeing uh, and has been seeing for like a long time. So I've known her since she was five. Oh. Um, and she has just been through like so much like and it's yeah. really sad like it's just really sad i'm not gonna get into the that tri- gritty nitty gritty yeah, but her mom passed away and when she was oh. when she when she was five. Oh, and should i mention that she has chiron on her moon oh pumpkin oh literally, literally and it makes mom. sense because she's an only child as well so chiron yep. in the house of siblings and- and Jeez it's a third house. And not only is she's an only she's an only child, she's a Chiron in Aquarius. Oh so, wow. And of her, so she has her Aquarius. Oh, moon. so of course she would have an older sister. And also because <laughs> right. Right. Literally uh, that makes so much sense. And also the other thing also opposite her son or her Chiron is her son. <laughs> Literally wow. can I and Mercury. Her Mercury her Mercury is to the degree exactly opposite her Chiron, which makes all the sense because she struggles she struggles in school. Like she's behind yeah. she's behind in school because because trauma. And it's just like she's so smart, but it's just not clicking with school yet. And it's just like, oh my God, the third half I'm the third house mental intellect thing with Chiron there, it blows my mind. But it also gives me so much hope that she is going to, like, kick ass in, like, later life because of all of this that's happened. Oh, gosh. Exactly. Anyway, really kids, sad. Look that- at kids with, look at the, like, I think it's so, also so beneficial to look at a kid's Chiron while they're still a kid. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I'm, that's why I want to do, like, child readings for people so I can help parents become because that's the thing like I think if like my parents knew exactly how to nurture me they would have I don't think people are out here trying to fuck up or fuck over the kids you know like most parents most parents truly want the best for their kids so of Mm -hmm. course they're gonna want to do what they can but the problem is is that we all need different things. And so parents exactly. want to nurture you the way that they think that they should nurture you. But as mm-hmm. a kid, you don't know how to ask for it. The exactly. way you really need it. Wow. Exactly. Oh, One thing I am going to say during this whole Mercury retrograde, and by now Mercury retrograde is in Aquarius. So kind of going back to ancestral wisdom and kind of like weird older sister wisdom, because one, I just want to say one thing. If Ava has Chiron in Aquarius, we always say that Saturn, like Capricorn is like, Sat- Capricorn and Aquarius are like Saturn's two kids. Like Capricorn is that son that's the CEO of da 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 and he did everything right, but he's constantly panicked and has issues that he won't unpack and he's seen dominatrices in Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan. <laughs> like that brother <laughs> will never let you know about the issues because respectability, politics, but oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Aquarius is the weird witchy sister. They yes. are finding grandma and grandpa's secret recipes. They are listening to older people, as such a such a such a great gaining that old wisdom, really. Yeah. 
Yeah. It takes some time for them to know how to apply it. Yeah. With that being said, Ava having Aquarius Chiron, and you are her weird, weird sister because <laughs> you're not sister, sister, because she's an only child, but you're funky and odd, and everything about the situation is strange. And I'm an Aquarius oh. Saturn. Like, she's gonna be oh, wow. And we're trying to plan, we're trying to plan for her to come without her father, just her, to come hang out in New York this summer when she turns 10. Oh. And I'm literally thinking about how that will be during my Saturn return. Like, all the healings. On her this... Chiron. I'm obsessed. I love it. The thing is, and I love this her is so where much. you really can do Saturn return re- readings. And the reason why I feel so strongly about that is because I have a therapy background. And the way that I do my, <laughs> yeah. se- like my sessions are very like this. It's a conversation and I'm analyzing you to that degree. Like mm. I'm paying attention to what you're saying. And the thing is a Saturn return reading cannot be done in one session. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's why my times, I do astrology readings for 30 minutes or an hour. And then that like an hour is the max of time I can do with someone. And the thing is like, you're supposed to develop a relationship with your spiritual guide. Like if I am helping yeah. you, heart, you need to keep talking to me. With Mm -hmm. that being said, I want to retrograde even further back to the parenthood astrology. It's so interesting because we are going to be some of the first generation. Like Saturn Pisces, that um, Pluto Pisces, Pluto Pisces people, those people could be the people who were raised on astrology, like parents using astrology. Think about it. Like the Astral Twins did write a book called Mom Astrology and How to Be a Parent with Astrology. But people who would be reading the Astral Twins don't really necessarily have kids like that. There are some who do, but our generation waited until a little bit later to have kids. So literally when we get to Pluto and Pisces, people and even like Pisces Saturn people I bet those are the people who their parents really taught them with astrology mm-hmm. and I think it's like gonna be even like a double a two-layer situation because you know people connect the um, Aquarius with astrology yes. too I think yeah. people will see it in a logical way it, like that's what the parents gonna mm-hmm. see those like kind of treat astrology in a very logic base but then the kids that were born in Pluto Pisces, like they're going to see it spiritually and really gonna, get that extra healing. I feel like, I feel like it's going to be because the parents that are birthing, like yeah, during Saturn Pluto or Aquarius Pluto or Aquarius, even Aquarius Saturn, like you're, you're right. Like Aquarius is where they, like you said, uh, Aquarius people would be picking, would be choosing like to have readings for their kids done so they could logically figure out how to raise mm-hmm. them better. Whereas mm-hmm. their kids then are being raised and so, of course, they're going to grow up like, yeah, I mean, I was raised like very openly like this and this and this and very communicative and I just had what I needed. And so now I get to live my truth, just like my spiritual they're truth. They're going to be mm-hmm. literally. And then when you think about it, those people like our grandkids are going to be Pisces, Pluto, great can't, grand, grand. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Human humankind and human civilization is going to naturally and the thing is when you look back in history it is always the women who bring the religion they are like literally like when i so i used to go to torah study in college i thought about converting to judaism 
I was literally like that was my life and very Sagittarius. But one also thing classic that, for you to be going to college in New York City, being like maybe I no, should. No, I was in college in Boca Raton. Oh, I thought you were talking about I got Ariana Grande and I were like right down the block. No, I'm just kidding. But um, so the thing that I really learned, like just kind of learning about that religion, I like asked like well, the rabbi. I was like, okay, so why do the men like do the whole wrapping process and do all these things? He's like, because women are just naturally intuitive. Women are just naturally spiritual and while i do think there's a lot to unpack about that statement at the very core historically women have that femme energy feminine energy whatever you want to call it has always been leading these religious and spiritual revolutions well, and, well yeah. that's, also, that's also because be literally because of the patriarchy way back when women were literally forced into the roles of healers and being the people at home mm-hmm. to be able to like heal you and speak yeah. and, and literally spiritually guide the children or and yeah. and so of course like that's why people now are like oh women just are better at that stuff but it's like well it's because we were we had to be because that's like the only way that we could gain any kind of power in any situation was to take that charge and that's also why women were being burned out here for being witches <laughs> i just right. want to say one other thing too especially because i have like pisces saturn in fourth and just the way my mom raised me very eerie but like mom you're letting me do literal witchcraft as a kid like i would do like nude like bath rituals under the full moon because my mom has a really large backyard so i actually could be full on sky clad back as a kid bruh there are so many things about aquarius that like you be like living life and then peeping what's about to be popular before it's popular because you were doing yep. it boy oh, yeah. i can understand <laughs> speaking of my fourth house 10th house like from aquarius weird lifestyle to shining it in 10th bro dude shannon you're Virgo fourth and then you have the pisces mc pisces moon pisces 10th house mm. And your Aquarius Saturn, I feel like your weird thing is that, and especially because your mom has Pisces Chiron, I think. Yeah. Pisces Chiron and Pisces Jupiter. Your mom, your mom and I talked about this. She's literally so spiritual, and some people would call witchy. I don't know if that's how she self-identifies. No, she I definitely, like- I think, is getting close. I think, I think if if she doesn't call herself a witch or a witchy, she definitely is will soon <laughs> i <laughs> definitely say that like for some people before i know we're starting that but we got to go through the houses but for pisces kind of <laughs> right those are the people who maybe they like had like spiritual awakenings much earlier than everybody else did that had them tap into some things and like people were like no that's not okay that's yeah, weird no that's haunted this is that those are the people that were naturally witchy and have been witchy all their lives, so maybe have to, like, learn about their witchiness, like, after their Saturn return, maybe, because they have mm. to be adults so they can have power over their spirituality. And then, so your mom giving birth to a Pisces moon, Pisces 10th house person who is now doing their Pis- their witchiness out loud and proud. And then you have Chiron and Leo. All of this makes sense. You are shining in a way that some people before the witches before you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Ah! I love everyone's snapped for six right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, for real. Oh, that was beautiful. Nah, she, that was well, beautiful. and it's also like the added layer too, like again, you have to get to know your spiritual practitioner. Six yes. has met six has met my mother. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like she's Met her. Not only has she met her, she has met her on two occasions, once in my home and once in 
my mother's home. So mm-hmm. it's like she has seen, she's seen it. And I she knows people do not realize if they paid me to like actually be their spiritual guide, I will get to know you. I'll get to know your parents. You can bring. I will take a plate home. <laughs> I'm on coming Thanksgiving. to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. You vegans, you vegans. I never could go to. Bro, first of all, I love being invited to Thanksgiving because my birthday is actually usually on or before or after Thanksgiving. It's that week. It sucks. It's the worst part of being a Sagittarius, and that's why the universe gives us everything because we all know what it's like to <laughs> have birthday. to fight with Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving all our and all busy. the other holidays. <laughs> and when you're young, all your birth the birthdays are close. Your birthday's close to final season and exams, mm. and so when you're like. That was always because my I'm early December and so especially in college, literally I'd want to do stuff for my birthday and people would be like, Yeah, great, but also like I really have this like I gotta study for this exam. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so my birthday is early January, so it's always during break. <laughs> I- Always during break, and who contacts anyone from during break? I don't, at least. <laughs> I never did. Capricorn and Capricorn and Sagittarius are master manifestors because we have to be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That being said, we need to manifest ourselves around the rest of the houses. <laughs> oh, so can I talk about the fifth real quick though? About my experience with it. So, oh my gosh, um, you said a lot that definitely connected with my whole vibe like I got in trouble so many times for quote-unquote being grown when I didn't know what being grown was do you get what I'm saying like um, oh yeah <laughs> like okay so I'm I'm a little bit older right so when I was a kid of the 90s and there were a lot of like dances like the butterfly the pepper seed <laughs> All that stuff. And so I remember I was doing a butterfly and I got in trouble for doing it. And I didn't know why I got in trouble for doing it. I remember there was this like this um, show called Lady Electric. And this girl like wore like those 80s, 90s like um, workout outfits where it's the leotard and the stockings and the like. So I wore that and I got in trouble because uh, basically my parents were saying that I was being too fast they they thought that I was trying to like look mm-hmm. like one of the kids on their videos, but I was literally trying to be like Lady Electra and work out. <laughs> that is you know so I mean? funny. That also, makes a so lot sense. Of, a lot also, of like self ex- like I try to express myself and it's like no, <laughs> stop yeah. expressing yourself. You know what I mean? So it was just very much like that. I'm the mom of the group when it comes to going out. Like I can hold my liquor really well, and I'm always dragging my friends. Like it's just really like. I, I used to party a lot and used to be like, like love to have fun. And I thank my Leo moon for that because I have a very debilitated Leo and Solarian energy, you know? Um, but I always had to kind of have fun, but get it together because someone's going to get sloppy drunk and I'm going to have to take care of them and I'm going to have to, you know what I mean? And so oh it's God. like a yeah, wet man. blanket, <laughs> a wet blanket. Another thing. Thing. It's because, you know, kind of that makes so much sense that you say that. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah. When Pisces was in Chiron, I was. Yeah. When Chiron was in Pisces, I was in college and I was the friend who had to. I was the mom friend. Like, I was like, oh, you're drunk. I'll actually sit here and stay with you. And Pisces would have been my fifth house. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's whack. (laughs) At least that part. But like, 
even with like, um, you know, a lot of the things I like to do, like I've always been into like music and singing and writing songs and my son's in the 12 too. So this doesn't help. And my, again, a Leo moon, I hide a lot of my talents and my self-expression and my hobbies. Like I don't, it's taken me forever. And it took me to my Santa return for me to actually put myself out there. You know what I mean? Or even think about putting myself out there. So it's a, it's a tough ass placement. And then also like another thing that I thought was interesting, Chiron is connected to children and your children. And I don't have any children yet, but um, I used to have for years ovulation pains, really bad ovulation pains. So I'm like, that has to be connected to my Chiron energy. It's just so crazy how it's just, I don't know. Wow. It's, yeah, yeah uh, that's, it's a lot. That's so in- that is really interesting. Yeah, interesting. I oh. didn't think about that like physical pain yeah. when it comes to the areas with, yeah, like fifth house. Yeah, of course, ovulation and children. Wow. Right. I think if you don't address it, like I feel like I actually did a wound, a womb healing. Um, and that, that uh, month I had the pain and then afterwards it was way less. Like I stopped kind of having them, honestly. It's just a little pinch, but that's about it. So, yeah, it's it's interesting how that works. Man. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's like, I think it's Shannon Sixth House? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm all good. I love that. Sixth House. Okay, Chiron. I've, I have a lot of Sixth House placements, so. Uh, not Chiron, though. Anyway, Chiron Six, I feel like, is going to end up being about, like, either when you're a kid, you were, you know, you didn't, your parents didn't necessarily give you the routine you maybe needed or a routine that was maybe consistent or felt like, like, or you were, you know, all over the place with that, that, or it could easily relate to like your health and Chiron, maybe you were sick a lot as a kid or you, uh, there's something health related, maybe something chronic that you've had and, uh, popped up during childhood, but maybe, Maybe it was worse during childhood, but it isn't as bad during adulthood, but you still feel the effects of, like, what it was like to be, like, Mm. sick or, like, to be maybe out of school for a little while or to, you know, like, there's, like, some kind of development stifle in, like, maybe, you know, like, there's always, like, like, oh, maybe you had appendicitis and were in the hospital for a week and, like, that's it, but you went back to school and, like, nobody, it was weird or something and you just didn't heal or lots of, like, physical, could, like, have to do with that because when you mentioned the pregnancy thing, I was thinking of the six house. I was like, Oh, like I was going to say about six. Yeah. That makes sense about your physical Mm -hmm. body. But, um, but yeah, I could see that. So, and especially, yeah. Cause again, as a kid, those are things you have control over a little, but not really, you don't really have control over how you're taken care of as a kid. Like if you're taken to the doctor or the dentist or the orthodontist or the eye doctor, like you may, you know what I mean? Like it has to do a lot with how your parents were able to do that for you. Yeah. I notice I notice a lot of kids that had Chiron the six too. Well, not a lot. I'll just say I read a couple of people um that they um their parents also like could have controlled their day-to-day life so much that they don't even know how to control it. Oh that they're like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Mom, Dan, you always tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Right. That makes that makes that's a totally makes sense. It's like 
again, I forget that with with astrology too, there's always the polar opposite can apply. So, so like strange. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like the polar opposite because of the it's this the extreme, not the polar opposite. It's the other side of the extreme. So like my right. extreme that I mentioned was was like oh you had no routine and it was like chaos all the time. But you were literally like no you had too much routine and like you don't know what to do now that you don't have anybody telling you what to do every day all day every hour right wow that'd be intense Ugh, that's like that's like the kids who had their parents who like you know like took their phone at night or uh would you know monitor the hours they use on internet tv phone of uh, you know had scheduled activity it's like everything was scheduled mm-hmm. I, I would die want yeah. to say Shannon, somebody has, somebody in this world, I don't know who, someone who's listening at some point in time, whenever they listen back, is going to have any of these placements, and they're going to think back at how you said, that'd be intense. Sucks for you! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, I've already been through my intense shit with third house. Sucks house. No. It's okay, six house people. I would never bully you. Honestly, um, I will say I don't think they're uh, Chiron and a seventh. That sound very fun. Right? Oh, I oh, it's know. your turn to. I love what, how we're taking the- turns, kind of like the. Do you remember the witches from like um not Sleeping Beauty, and they were like, "You're going to have this, and you're going to have this." It's yeah. like Maleficent is just giving the gifts, and we're all Maleficent. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're going to have this trauma. <laughs> and you have this trauma. And you, and you have, have this you trauma. Of, over, here we are. A little more trauma. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, too, because here we are. This is some classic. This is honestly some classic Sagittarius and Capricorn shit. We're just going to, ha, trauma. <laughs> We're going to laugh on through it. That's the meme. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> It yeah, please be it like it be like that sometimes. It really does. Before I start with seven, guys, do you think that like Chiron and six could be because you know the six is connected to pets, like a trauma <gasps> through a death of a pet? Oh my or, god! Or, or like service, or like ser- literal service animals? Yeah. Maybe you continuously try to serve animals, but like maybe you get hurt when you serve oh. animals, or maybe you have. Situation. <laughs> maybe, maybe you were wounded by an animal. Yeah. Yo, you want like, so funny? My brother, I like actually was attacked by a pit bull, and I wonder if he has that placement. Let me go check. I know. I check know, right? That's girl. why I went to go check. Oh, I was like, never let you keep a pet. Oh, my oh God. yeah. yeah. I know so many people who were like uh, growing up, like, oh, yeah, my parents don't like pets, like, don't want pets. We don't, we're not allowed to have pets or some shit. And like, mm-hmm. they'd come over and like my pets were like, oh my God. But like, when you do get a pet, that pet is your familiar, basically. Like, yeah. you get that pet, that pet is like, bam, your yeah. pet. And you know how like like pets sometimes of course all pets change your lives, but for some people it's just so deep. Insane. Maybe it's for those folks, you know, like where it's like it changes their lives completely. It takes them out of depression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it makes me think of that. I just I can't wait to see if your brother has <laughs> Chiron in the sixth. He does not. He has Chiron second. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. Intriguing. Well, Ross had a whole ass cop attack. Had drink go down the wrong too. Woo! Ooh, I hate that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like tearing up. It's fine. Woo! Anyway, Pyron 7th, huh? Oh, Woo. yes. Oh, man, that makes so much sense. Somebody once oh, yeah. called my brother Buckweak because he had, like, buck teeth oh. <laughs> as a kid. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, and they were like, you look like the kid from the Little Rascals. He was livid. And oh. then my brother would collect samurai because we were both collect like, samurai swords. But obviously, like, after, like, my brother, like, he's a tall, he's six foot, like, he's six foot something, six foot five or six foot four. Oh, wow. And he's dark and he's black. And, like, so you can't be a black kid with samurai swords and like anime he was yeah. that yeah and Chiron second makes sense yeah poor kid Ugh, that's annoying oh man Chiron be kicking that ass man I swear <laughs> <laughs> how, how Chiron gonna make somebody be called buckwheat honestly it's literally like this <laughs> this episode should just be titled like Chiron how Chiron like how Chiron kicks your ass. <laughs> oh, Your specific ass. <laughs> I just want to say one thing in particular. If you don't feel like you've gotten your ass kicked by Chiron, I just like shameless like advertisement. Please book a reading with Astro Dim because she has Chiron readings where she will actually look at your chart and read your Chiron and roast you until you have a couple <laughs> edges, until your scalp is burnt to a little relaxed mess do you remember the relaxers <laughs> are you uncomfortable if you're white and you've never had a relaxer just i don't know think about if you accidentally straighten your hair off like <laughs> that's that's what a chiron reading from astro dim feels like and it's only like 15 dollars, i think yes hey. that's, my spe- that's my special for the um month so you got like what four days it's leap year right oh no by the time this airs it'll be <gasps> done okay wow how sorry about, everybody how about this we can maybe like do a little code or something can we just can we call it if you would like to get a $15 chiron reading from astro dim please use the code astrology sucks no capitals Yes. Yes, please. Yes. I'll e- I'll even offer it in my Etsy shop so it could be easier for people to purchase. You're oh so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, no wait. Wow. Everybody listening, you are literally freaking blessed right now. Like <laughs> really like let me just like take a moment like I actively whenever I see Astro Dem has a special because money is hard, ooh, I'm like, yes. Special. Thank you. Blessing us. Black women will heal the earth. Yes. Honest. Anyway, with that being said, it's like whenever I I see something, I buy it and I really recommend her. Even Shannon listened to part of my reading. And if Shannon, if I know Shannon enough, Shannon knows me enough to know that was a good reading. Uh, (laughs) And I'm also like for sure going to get one. (laughs) Because we're currently recording this within the month, so I can still get it. All right. Um, wow. So back to, okay. back to Chiron. Let's do it. Oh, um, I know. Chiron the seventh. <laughs> Our fifth time. We could, we could do this, guys. We could push it. We could push through these next few. Boom, boom, boom. And then we can get to signs and we start adding more color. Yes. Okay. I, so I'm Chiron- very good. I'm actually happy I got Kyron the 7th because um, it's 
very deep and people kind of like feel like it's surface or it goes over the head, but it's like, there's some deepness into it. So a lot of people that I've noticed that I read that had Chiron in the seventh, um, have not seen a great representation of one-on-one relationships at all, whether it's romantic, business, platonic, a lot of bad examples of compromise, like no compromising, no collaborating, no harmony, no balance. Every time they see a relationship is not harmonious. And so these are the people that end up going, growing up and saying, why have a relationship? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of any kind. You know, it's easy for them to see people as a bit disposable. You know, even if they don't try, they have the best heart. But if someone just walks away, they're like, okay, cool. You know, like ha- like one-on-one relationships uh, is kind of a, uh, it's not something that they care for. And then it's later on in life, you know, they realize like, oh, hmm, I just let some great people go. I feel crazy. And they have to heal. And I actually know someone that I dated that has this placement. And it's, he's going through that right now with, with me in mind. I'm not talking to him ever again. But, mm. <laughs> but you know, like, it, that, that happens. Yeah, boundaries for sure. But, like, yeah, like, um, he's going through that right now. It's, uh, it's very interesting. And it doesn't have to even be just, like, romance. It could be, um, you know, business yeah. dealings that you've seen as a kid as, like, um, healthy, like best BFF situations that is not fair and it's not balanced. You know, um, I've noticed a lot of people that have this, either their, their parents like divorced when they were young and it really affected them badly, like really bad. Like they took it harder more than, more than like their siblings or something. Um, well, they really just wanted their parents together and it just wouldn't happen. So it's, it's pretty tough. I also, um, Another thing that Seventh House is connected to as well is um, open enemies, too. And so having, like, enemies as a child, even though that sounds preposterous, uh, it happens. No, it makes sense. No, it mm-hmm. definitely happens. Blue like, Ivy got a lot of enemies. I wonder where her Chiron is. Ooh, I'm about to check while I'm talking. Uh, right, I'm <laughs> right. on Google. We looking for Northwest. We looking for St. West. We looking for Blue Ivy. Yes. Chris Brown's kids. I think yes. royalty them, is her name. All them poor babies, which is like so ridiculous. Another thing as well is Seventh House is connected to contractual agreements. So I'm kind of thinking of the kids that their parents put stuff in their name, ruined their credit. You know what Ooh, I mean? Putting that's, them oh, in contracts. Child stars, child stars may deal with this too. You know what I mean? Their parents put them into stupid contracts that mm-hmm. potentially could ruin, you know, apart some of their adulthood so yeah this is like a very very interesting placement um and a lot of a lot of these people i've noticed are very just like meh but then i will give them a read and they're like oh <laughs> you know like this is actually deeper and i love when the people that are younger before the before <laughs> the saturn return folks come and get the readings because they can just jump on this and try to heal as much as they can before it gets real, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I know who has it. Um, Blue, not Blue Ivy, but Jay-Z has Chiron in the seventh. What? And he oh, dealt with that. His father sh- leaving his mother was the biggest break, heartbreak of his life. He talked about it all through mm-hmm. his um raps. Like, I'm a big yeah. fan of Jay-Z. That makes so much sense. 
man. And it's also interesting how that manifested too into um, how he has relationships, like how his relationship with Beyonce, literally. Right, like, right. Okay, it's funny. I'm trying to look for, all right, Blue Ivy. I'm on her chart, but I don't think I this know, view, I've been struggling to find it This well. view, I mean, I don't think this view has asteroids on it. There we go, come okay, on. Okay, okay, I will do in the east <laughs> because... Yeah. Man, in the eighth, I'm a Scorpio Celium, so I think I can do this. Come on, yeah. let's go. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Oh! <laughs> She's Chiron I, Pisces. Sorry, Chiron Pisces in the eighth. It's Blue oh. Ivy. Oh, oh wow. This is, wow. It's fitting. Here we go. And wow. it makes sense because it would be deep for her. First of all, it would be deep for her and I, also uh, all the money she's going to inherit in her life. Wow. Hell I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, wow. Zam, zam, zam. I just want to say one thing. Before we continue everything, we have mm-hmm. to remember that Scorpio, um, that Beyonce has a Scorpio moon. Yes. Which yes. means that the nuances of how deep the eighth house Chiron for Blue Ivy will never really be known because that, like, literally, Scorpios, they keep things from themselves. Mm hmm. And then mm-hmm. they have a hard time. When they try to go back and remember it, they can forget what it was and how it actually happened. Oh, my mm. God. Bro. Literally, Blue Ivy will gain so much knowledge if she can remember. Like, depend. I don't know what the rest of her chart looks like, but if she doesn't have that many, like, Scorpio placements and she's able to actually process all the things she saw with her wealth because it's like, on one hand, she is provided for and good for probably the rest of her life. That being oh, yeah, said, she's fine. with... All, all with of all of other people's money and privilege or whatever or resources, you end up attract, you end up inheriting their like enemies. Mm. So maybe people like put you in a bad situation. I don't want to like speak any ill will against this child. So please, universe, protect Blue Ivy. But I could see like at the worst, it could be maybe you're kidnapped because your parents' resources or because somebody was trying to get back at your parents or somebody else, or maybe you might owe debt. Oh my God. It's like the, uh, sorry. It's like the, it's like in like all the like spy movies, you know, or all of the things where it's like, uh, you can't do this because you endanger your family. And it's like, Oh, like you, you, I have your kids like, ha ha ha. Like pay the ransom for, I can give you your, like, it's like a ploy with the, uh, yeah. They're and like pawns. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's like just an extreme way that I, one extreme way. Or maybe like your parents didn't have the resources to give you. Like maybe, again, you could have been like super poor or like maybe you were from a country where there just was not any resources for you. And like because of that, you learned how to make things work <sighs> for you and you learned how to become very innovative. I feel like Chiron and Eighth would be a very innovative because Eighth House is also about transformation and death. So it's like maybe people would like try, maybe people or external situations would hold you back from being great or being your authentic self. But it's like when you finally maybe like learn how to cut certain ties or like move with that you can truly have like your deep glow up and you like Mm. that transformation that you have will be life-changing for you right right blue ivy shares my birthday she's my (gasps) birthday twin oh my god (laughs) no way that's so cute yes and it's crazy because i love jay-z and i love beyonce i was like two of some of my two favorite artists have a baby on my birthday ain't that something so cool (laughs) 
yeah so, yeah it really is something <sighs> wow so right. crazy mm-hmm. and i know a pe- some people that had Kyron the eighth went through like um a traumatic death and you know death mm-hmm. is a part of life but you know that for some reason, a death really affected them. And maybe it came in the right time, you know what I mean? Or the person lived long, but it still hurt really, really bad and caused something, you know, to really affect them. Or another interesting thing, too, you know, Eighth House's intimacy. So, like, she wanted to be emotionally close with somebody and they wouldn't give it to her. So it doesn't have to be her parents. It could be anybody. You know what I mean? The the, mm-hmm. the person that she needed to be or emotionally like, connected could, to. You know? I could see, like, maybe because, like, the thing is, like, for the eighth house to really activate, like, when it activates, it's in a way that's you being yourself so you can go to the next level. And mm-hmm. I could see, like, Chiron making it so people, maybe people have, like, a, who, like, I, and especially people, if you have eighth house and then a water placement, people projecting an image onto you and telling you mm. who you're supposed to be and what mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. And that like maybe like as a child, you believe that because you're told you're supposed to. And then when you like kind of accept that, when you look back as an adult, you're like, OK, actually, no, that's not who I am. Like, why do people keep kind of trying to put this image? Like, think about how people like put an image on Blue Ivy that like she's going to be super capable and smart and she's basically a manager already. And she's a bo- like it's like it's yeah. a compliment, but it's a lot of pressure. Oh, for yeah. her. So her total then- Capricorn children problem. And then even mm-hmm. before, <laughs> born, before she was even born, and this is the thing that I might make me believe that you should use, like some people try to say the point of conception as a point, as opposed to the point of like your first breath. I think it's definitely the first breath because even before Blue Ivy was like born, she has Pisces, Chiron, and eighth. People have been projecting an image of what she was supposed to be before she was even perceived yep. of, transcended her even conception people would be like oh the baby with beyonce is going to be beautiful but with jay-z is going to be ugly all all before her life she is mm-hmm. having mid- projected on her pisces eighth chiron that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah 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 and she got neptune in the eighth too so there's that oh she will struggle to know herself and also know maybe all of her resources (laughs) no i don't think she has neptune in the eighth i think it's 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 literally neptune is at 29 degrees in aquarius like one degree before technically like her eighth house oh okay close it's conjunct yeah that's that's that that definitely it's crazy because she has neptune she has she has Neptune 29 degrees in Aquarius, and then she has Uranus one degree Aqua- at Aries. Wow. Like, she has like one placement each on at tailing her. She's uh, going to be so interesting to watch grow up. I know. I'm ready for her and sending prayers. Me too. Me Same. too. And I hope Everybody she doesn't have to deal with nice the sun. <laughs> yes. No, especially like with Neptune being so close to her eighth. I really hope that um, no one deceives her out of her money that she inherits. Oh, oof. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing is, but that's the thing. And t- think about it. Think about this. Remember when I said Beyonce is a Scorpio moon? Beyonce is going to know her child. And if somebody tries to do that, I don't think that Beyonce will let on to the full access that Blue Ivy has. And that would make right. sense. It's like, 
you don't, it's like you have a mom who's secretive because Scorpio moon and as a mom, she's going to have mysteries and stuff probably to protect you. And then you have Neptune seven. So you can't truly see all that your mom's probably protecting you from makes sense. Conjunct the eighth house with Chiron and eighth. Maybe someone may come to try to take money from her or resources. Her mom got her, her mom got her for life. Girl, you're life. speaking the truth. Cause listen to this. You're speaking the truth. Her Neptune is trying her moon, but also trying Saturn. So mom and dad got her. And oh, something. Look, yes, everyone, Karen. everybody, everybody snap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what's so funny that you think that's so funny because my Neptune is conjunct my mom's son. Oh wow! And she, and she, and it's gonna most likely be she got me, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and 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 Neptune's in my eighth. And Neptune's in your eighth too. Oh, in well, hers house. is kind of eighth. Neptune yeah. Uranus is in my is the my Capricorn Uranus Neptune conjunct in my eighth. Mm. Next to my Venus too. Oh, oh yeah, you yes you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be all Bro. right. <laughs> it's crazy because I feel like people don't really talk about it a lot, but I've been trying to read and understand it. The point of how Neptune relates to fame and unimaginable wealth. Thank you. Literally, yes. <laughs> my mom has Neptune retrograde and Jupiter retrograde in her eighth house, and she's going through her second Saturn return. And I was like, it's crazy because you would have Neptune conjunct Jupiter in eighth house. That like that would refer to an inheritance. And every single time my mother's ever done a lawsuit or like tried to fight for something that was, you know, rightfully hers in some way, it's like it wouldn't work out for her. And then you did a reading for me once and you were talking about how a Buntia was in my second house. And I'm like, oh, children who might take care of you, like other people's resources. It doesn't have to be immediate. So pay attention to the retrogrades, y'all. And I don't know if I would say pay attention to outer planet and um, asteroid retrogrades because they're predominantly like in retrogrades sometimes because they take forever to move. But maybe like pay attention to when they're direct and how that impacts you differently than the people who have it retrograde. Mm Mm-hmm. Real. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got to keep going. Where are we? Uh, Ninth (laughs) house. That's you. And me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Current in ninth. Um, I'm probably going to have some issues with like deeper learning, the learning of like broader subjects as a child. So like the meaning, meaning of bigger, bigger ideas. And it's not like, cause obviously as a child, you're not learning like philosophy. You're not learning like psych, like all those like, you know, big knowledge topics, but like there is something about learning, you know, about life and learning about how big ideas will unfold that you probably missed or as a child or had a shitload of, or maybe your parents were professors and like wanted to teach you constantly over and over. And you felt like, like hounded by information and you're just like, let me be free of like having to freaking do school all the time or like learn all the time or, or maybe like, um, maybe there's an issue with like, uh, going to college and like, how you might find your way into a university situation since university usually happens when you're a teen, which is mm. kind of still, kind of still kid. Um, yeah. uh, but that, or it could have to do with something about like traveling. Maybe like maybe you're, uh, maybe when you were a kid, like you moved around a lot, like internationally or you, or like just far places away, like very far away from your uh, family or your friends or something, or you, maybe your parents, traveled a lot for their 
for something for work for some for whatever and they were gone a lot you know and mm-hmm. having to cope with all that stuff yeah yeah i know like a lot of people with um Kyron in the ninth for some reason <laughs> and like um a lot of like one of them i know dreams still to this day and even as a child um she dreamed of traveling but her parents could never afford a vacation to travel outside oh. of the country mm-hmm. and then i know another my best friend he um his mother is like a badass, intuitive, been doing it for like decades. She's really, really good. And um, she's, um, I think she's hin- like she's um, the, into Hinduism, the religion. And mm-hmm. he's, of course, he was raised into it. But because it was so different from our surroundings, he didn't feel comfortable talking about it. And so like, he told me about it, but he's like, but don't tell people that my mom's like intuitive or don't tell people that my mom does readings. Don't tell people that my, because he was so self-conscious because he was made fun of for believing in a religion that no one else did in his community. You know, that's real. Mm-hmm. And then I know another person too, who um, never got the opportunity for college, just like um, what Shannon said, you know, uh, that parents just kept doing stuff and stopping them, and it was just really weird, you know. This is an interesting placement. Yeah. I always. Yeah. I, it's funny that you mentioned the religion thing. I I, I forget sometimes that the ninth house has to do with, uh, like religion. It can can mean religion and just institutional religion. Yeah. And yeah. Like there could be a lot of maybe. Oh. Oh. Chiron and ninth. I I bet. There are some, like, a lot of Chiron Ninth people out there who are kids of, like, evangelical families who, like, yes. don't want to be. You know what I mean? They're, like, yeah. growing up, and they're, like, nope, nope, I don't like this, but I'm forced to do it. That that Or just, just any religion where you are within the religion and you are bound to it, and you, like, can't get out of it until you're an adult because you're a kid and you're within that your parents' house or whatever. Right. Oh, man, I can imagine mm-hmm. that being real tough. Yeah, I mean, I've. It's funny because I don't know if you watched The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ridiculous. I don't know if you watched The Bachelor. I know Six doesn't. I've talked to her about it. I, I watched Love, Love Is Blind. Watch I watched Love Is Blind, and that's well, the only it's show okay. that matters. It's okay. It's okay. So on The Bachelor, quick, quick moment. And I promise <laughs> it has. I literally, I promise it relates. This is my Gemini rising being Like I promise I'm gonna come back. All right. Okay. So, uh, on The Bachelor, there the concept is ridiculous, obviously, but you go down the way, uh, he gets rid of one by one girls all the way, and the top three go to what's called the fantasy suites, which is where you basically get to spend the night together, and you can do whatever, and it is very much implied that you have sex. Not everybody has sex in the fantasy suites. A lot of them actually don't. A lot of them end up just talking all night because they're like, wow, finally we can talk without a camera staring at us. This is great. Um, but there's a girl on the third in her top three who is a virgin saving herself for marriage. And not only is she saved, she is like very Christian. Like she is talking about how like, yes, my husband is going to get all of me. Like it's it's the whole it's that purity culture just mm. so deeply personified. And I wonder where her Chiron is. She's mm. also extremely young still. But mm. I think about it a lot. I, I, so I've been thinking about that, like, 
like that kind of uh, the Christian culture in our country like that. Especially because mm-hmm. a lot of people watching the show are like lifting her up and being like, oh, she's standing for her ideals and she isn't wanting him to have sex with anybody else. And she's a beautiful, uh, wow, we love you, Maddie, for, for sticking up for us Christians. And it's just, it's a really interesting narrative. Oh my yeah. God, it's wild. And I swear, one thing, and I know we said it already, but I just want to reinforce looking at the sinister, when you're studying, I would, I feel like, you know, like what's very interesting is I never thought of treating Chiron kind of as your pre-Saturn return focal point. Like people like focus Mm -hmm. on like Saturn return and it's like, where else do you kind of use as, what else do you use as your focal point before you are Saturn return? And I think Chiron is very like interesting because I'd be interested to see a few things. One, when you overlay the Chiron aspects between your parents, how did they how did they influence different parts of your chart and how did it manifest? And then like relating that back to literally how your parents moved, how they responded to different things, how their intuition impacted your intuition. And then two, when you study Chiron and use it as a focal point, I wonder if like Chiron can refer first to your childhood issues, bam, and then to your Saturn, like, ah, you got to get over this, grow up, bam. And then maybe you have like a second like Chiron thing that kind of happens in adulthood. It's like, what did you do with your knowledge? And then bam, Mm -hmm. you're going to have another Saturn return. So like Saturn checks up on you based on the focal point of Chiron. Mm. Damn, mic drop. Yes, I agree. Though. I, I agree, but it's also it would make it would make some sense too because since Chiron does rule like uh, it, it, our issues we had when we were a child, it's one thing to like it's something that you can focus on them when you're an adult because technically we are you know you're adults you're an adult when you're past eighteen when you're twenty in your twenties you're an adult so you can technically kind of start tackling those issues those childhood trauma problems but it's not really I think until after Saturn return that it all like sets in mm-hmm. like it, it, it is like set into stone with that Saturday. yes like what mm-hmm. did you do as because like the thing is i remember when i was a kid there was this thing like attitude is like this percentage of your positive thing and so forth very interesting like capricorny things that we learned as a kid that our parents like literally programmed into us but with that being said like i think that wow i had a sagittarius chill off i was about to say something that no for town i God, I damn, I do that shit all the time. I was about to say something so profound, and I knew I felt it as I lost it. I felt it chilling. Oh. I was like, oh no, Okay, okay, okay. Now I get it. I remember, I remember, I remember. I caught up, I caught up. Okay, so it's like, with Chiron, it really, like, life is going to happen to you. Like, the thing is with Chiron... When I say trauma, and again, now I'm like putting out my letters, like BS in psychology, minor biology, MSWs, specialized (laughs) in contemporary social issues. I'm going to comfortably say this, and I've literally taken a class to be trauma-informed. That is a a thing where you don't assume that everybody has trauma. That's dangerous, but you treat people as if maybe they could. Mm -hmm. And understand that trauma is a subjective experience so it's like if for example some people would like look at like how people are living in like rural areas and like maybe are walking around barefoot and be like oh my god the third world country is so oh my god i would be traumatized how did, how are they happy 
how are they how are they happy but if you like if that's your world and that's just how things are done then that may not actually be trauma like trauma is a huge shift from what is normal and what is typical and it's a shift that is so heavy and impactful that it's hard to work through so understand that like that could be anything ranging from moving to a whole nother country but still living very comfortably or somebody punching you in the face and because you fought back and somebody saw the fight differently then you have to go to jail like Mm. you know so trauma can be so many different things so when you study chiron don't sometimes people create things called false memories and it's not to say that what happened to you wasn't real but some people remember it differently because you know sometimes we disassociate from our memories and sometimes we can't fully process our memories so we can kind of skew them and even as a kid you may not understand what's happening And the language could be vague, like, you know, as kids, like, they don't have a full command of the English language, all the connotations that come with the words, like, if you're really early, some do, some don't. But it's like, if you're in a situation where you can't, you're, if somebody's saying, like, oh, we're going to have fun, for example, and you're like, oh, fun, we're going to play games and do fun stuff, and someone actually meant sex, then that, like, that that could be an awkward Chiron thing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be as traumatic. It could just be like, you felt like you were stupid. Like it could be something as traumatic as what you would imagine trauma would be typically, or it could be someone makes you feel stupid because you came over and nothing necessarily physically harmful happened, but like that feeling of you don't know better like sinks in so Mm. when you're looking at chiron be careful of how you look at it and don't and understand that trauma is a spectrum absolutely sorry i ramble Hmm. (laughs) i I love it more uh, what if what is a podcast if not for rambling (laughs) real ah but uh okay whose turn 10th house oh i think that's me Um, yes. So 10th house, um, (laughs) it is represented by career, but you know, of course, a lot of children don't have a career, (laughs) but, um, it does also represent, um, your reputation status, um, the legacy that was given to you by your family, how you were seen in the public eye. And so, um, these are for the, you know, people who, and as a child, um, they have either done something to mess up their reputation forever, kind of similar to the first house thing, um, or someone has blamed something on them and their reputation now like is tainted or it doesn't have to be tainted, but it's kind of like you're always seen as this thing because of this something happened or may have not even happened, but you're a part of it for some reason, you know? Um, so now you're known for something. It doesn't have to be good or bad, but you're known for something that you don't even, you're not even connected with, or you don't even want to be connected with. So it's a little, a little frustrating because it's kind of like you got this, like, you know, this uh, target on you consistently and people are always seeing you a particular way and they don't even know you. You know what I mean? They don't try to get to know you. They just see you this way because they've heard about you, you know, quite frustrating. Um, I can Uh, see my childhood um, stars having this kind of similar to what I said before on um, like with the seventh house um, and or yeah, childhood stars where they're like, they done something say like um, 
there's a childhood star and they like acted like a brat once because they just had a bad day and childhood stars go through a lot <laughs> um, because they acted that yep. like a brat that one time now they're known as the brat <laughs> you know what I mm. mean or like the annoying childhood star and now their their careers ruined because of one thing that happened you know like something like that but it's basically connected to your your status and your reputation also too I can see um people generalizing you in and when it comes to your status such as oh you live in that part of a that ta- that part of town like you uh, must be known for this or you must be known for that so generalizations thrown to you when people don't even know you they don't even try to get a chance mm. to know you you know so very interesting oh, man that's mm. crazy that you say that because i feel like if in sidereal astrology, I would have Chiron tenth, and that. Whew, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I actually have it in sidereal, but my eleventh house is starting to feel the heat. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Le- the Leo Mars. It's like, oh boy, if you think you're happy now. Oh. <laughs> it's it my turn. Oh boy, I gotta roast myself. Yeah, I think you got to roast yourself. Oh, man. Damn. There you go. You know what? I love that the universe gave me Shannon because I feel like in a lot of ways, you're becoming a lot of people's weird older sister. I always (laughs) wanted an older sister, and I am starting to connect with my biological siblings now. Oh, good. And, like, it's just very interesting because like you've really been like an older sister to me, Shannon, like giving me oh, insight, God. helping me. I just even your Pisces moon helping my Saturn like moon the the, the conjunct and it, 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 oh. That's so cute. Oh. Y'all still gonna make me roast myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. I had to do it. I had to do it. Sagittarius can be the biggest kiss asses. Like, they can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm freaking dying. I bet Sagittarius's the reason why they know how to, like, ham it on or be kiss asses to authority figures is because they've had to learn how to deal with their wild parents. Wild. <laughs> Wild parent. <laughs> wild. If you Some have a Sagittarius placement, if you have a wild pli- parent, please raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> my hand. Wow, wow you're a Sagittarius moon and you're not raising your hand. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, maybe it's just us three. We're three for three. <laughs> three for three for just the opposition between Saturn and our Chiron. Three for three for Sagittarius with parents that were like, oh no, mom, stop. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I have stalled enough. So, Chiron in the 11th house. So, 11th house. Oh, God. <laughs> it hurts. No. Grab onto the selenite. I've been! So basically, these people can find themselves and being outside in the crowd. So 
maybe they were always in like the town parade or they did like some kind of performing arts growing up or like they embarrassed themselves in like a large group of people. They messed up maybe on camera. Even like some of these kids could have gone viral on Vine, like viral on Vine. Maybe they've been like turned into a meme because of something they did in public and somebody got it and was like, ah, these kids could have been the kids who they had super big dreams and like they just knew they just knew that it was theirs and they were going to have it and maybe their dreams and ideas were unconventional so maybe they like defied what like their community thought they should be and people were like no you can't do that and no that person's not going to like you if you want to do that and if you're interested in that like they just criticize their dreams and ideas a lot so maybe they start to have imposter syndrome and then think Yo, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go away now. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I'm good. But like, it's heavy. Chiron is personal. I can't keep roasting myself. I think too hard. I have a Scorpio Celium. I can't. <laughs> the level of projection, but also keeping it to the like actual. It's so hard, like to like do astrology and talk to a person who has the same placement as you and not have a strong reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I also I feel like a Chiron in eleventh, it's just gonna be a lot of like struggling to find your place in a community, struggling and feeling like you didn't have a community around you growing up. And I mean I think it's interesting when you're homeschooled and you didn't grow up around other kids all the time. Right. Right. I remember um there was someone that I read that had this placement and they were literally bullied by the whole entire school. The whole school hated her. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Even the teachers? Um, oh, well, I don't think the teachers. It's like the kids. The oh, teachers. Like, well, but think about it. Them. It's like her community. Well, and, yeah, and her peer her would have been her age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. And I don't have Karen in the 11th, wow. but I have like Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus there. And I imagine that current oh. 11th is similar to this in this aspect. Um, I don't care for my cousins <laughs> and like non-immediate family members, like cousins, aunts, uncles. Like, I, okay, I love my cousins. I love some of my cousins. Some of them I don't get along with, period. Um, like, it's, I, had, I actually had childhood trauma from some of them. And the thing is, it's like, I imagine it's the same way because 11th house could be non-immediate family members it also is connected to older siblings to some people which i could see that too um and yeah like i was like huh i can see that happening as well where it's just not a good relationship or maybe that you're detached from them you know what i mean you don't see them a lot because even for um you know some i guess like for me even though i don't have this placement though but it's like yeah but it's kind of like my a lot of my family was far away from me down south you know so i like i didn't get a chance to experience mm-hmm. them so i imagine that Cairo would be something similar you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. there's a huge detachment from what's supposed to be your circle supposed to be your support group you know mm, man no i definitely hear that yeah. i um mm-hmm. i definitely think as someone who has the placement i just Whatever sign you have an association to 11th, you really should pay attention to. Like, definitely check the signs. And I don't think we're going to have enough time to do the signs. But again, 
I yeah. will say that the way that Dem has read my Chiron in relation to my sign, you have to read them together. And then you also have to think about any aspects being made to your Chiron because that will color the picture of, for example, all right, you're going to, like Chiron on 11th, you're going to be ostracized by your community in some type of way. Like Chiron and Leo, maybe you were a huge performer and you were just that kid that just shined and people were jealous of you because of it. So mm -hmm. they literally like would not give you attention, they wouldn't pay attention to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then mm -hmm. you make that aspect, like maybe like it shines the moon. And then because they bully you, you have a deeper grasp of emotions and how to go into different characters. And then you can become a, an amazing actor once you kind of figure that out or if somebody like, you know, helps you get there. So it's like right. you gotta pay attention to the whole chart. Exactly. It all, yeah, it all connects. Cause even even with you just just barely there saying Leo Chiron, uh, you could have been a performer or whatever, whatever. I wasn't like an I wasn't like the kid that liked doing theater and acting and stuff, but I was very much like I always felt like I was performing life, if that makes sense. Like I was just like, mm. I'm always kind of a show and also a little Sagittarius with the Gemini rising. Like, of course I'm out here, like, let's put on a show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, people people weren't into that. Yo, the, I see that for you personally. I literally said, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I said. Ah, you mm. should have prepared me, champ. Mm. I would have been on my T. I would have, like, literally, I just didn't know that I was supposed to cross my T's and dot my I's. Ah. <laughs> that was very Southern that's of real. me. Like, that's very Southern. Like, Southern people, it's like, to be polite, and they know when to stop, they're like, oh, gosh, let me stop, and then say yep. something cute. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway, let's, let, let's do the last one, and then we can Ooh. just talk about whatever the fuck we go to high thoughts. Okay. Uh, Chiron in the 12th house. Um, damn, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, I don't even um, <laughs> literally, okay, so, so I think with Chiron in the 12th, you're prop, there's probably going to be dealing with like a lot of like fear, phobias, and like ch something that happened to you in childhood that has now made you phobic of something now in life and or there or maybe in Chiron 12th you have someone who was keeping like a lot of secret like you grew up under a lot of guys like like you maybe were gaslit as a kid had a lot of secrets kept from you and you as a kid didn't know what was going on with that half of the time and you didn't necessarily always feel like secure and safe in like whatever space you were in and not necessarily safe like I mean maybe physically safe like it could be really traumatic like this is trauma like it can go traumatic from there but like just generally not feeling comfortable wherever you were with whoever you were with and uh I don't know I just feel like Chiron in the 12th I want to like hug everyone a little I know like damn yeah and it's interesting, I was reading this one, I was reading this one thing that mentioned how uh, it's possible that Chiron the 12th uh, had, like, a difficult birth process. Like, they, their birth was difficult on their mother somehow, or on, and um, that could have been, like, literally, like, almost, like, guilt from birth immediately. Like, you caused trauma on your mother, and not in a bad way, but, like, physical, like, you know, physical trauma, like... There was some kind of difficult pregnancy that has caused her some effects throughout your life, like throughout. And so it's like you had that association already from the jump. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. It's like the um, it's funny too because like the twelfth house, um, like you said too, Shannon, like the the secrets is kind of tough. Like I always look at the water houses as like the fourth house is like privacy, what your family or the people that live with you knows. The eighth house is secrets and confidential information, the information that you only share with people that you really trust. Twelfth house is like you ain't gonna know shit. <laughs> you have to really ah. dig deep. You know, and like really find out yourself in a subconscious deep way. And it's kind of like, it sucks with Kyron and the 12th because they could have childhood traumas, but not be completely clear on what those traumas are. And they feel it. And it's kind of like what you said, Six, with the almost maybe false memory, maybe Mm. false, you know what I mean? And they they know something's wrong. Actually... Another thing that I would definitely say about, like, Pisces, um, Chiron, or, like, literally 12th house, like, just that general energy right there, uh, maybe a lot of... So what's very interesting is as I study Pisces, and even, like, when I was, like, studying um, Pisces, Saturn, Return, because hello, my placement, like, there's a point where they say, like, when you have that placement, some people feel like they're going crazy. And it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that you're going crazy. But I think with Pisces energy, 12th house energy, it's very much a spiritual energy. And there is a very thin line, I think, between spirituality and mental health, like mental mm-hmm. illness. Absolutely. So if you are not like if you have that 12th house Chiron and you're maybe not going to therapy and like you're doing this all by yourself and you're keeping it to yourself, you could feel like you, you know, and again, I use the word crazy very loosely, but I'm just saying that because that's the same word and how people like understand it. They may be feeling like something's wrong. They may be feeling like they're different than everyone else. And why didn't they understand that thing? And maybe they have like some kind of learning disability or maybe in some way they were disabled and that makes their other senses heightened because mm. of that disability as well like I don't want to speak for any communities but I could just feeling see how that could be a coloring in some people's lives mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally yeah and I kind of like the 12th house too like um, I, I, did, I did a thread about this before but like having certain 12th house energy can show how whatever the planet represents as a person, how they kind of left you. Like, they kind of, like, left you mm-hmm. so you can figure it out on your own. So, like, for instance, like, if someone has, like, son in the 12th, I have that. They could have had, like, their father or masculine parent die or their father or masculine parent on drugs or their, like, father or masculine parent just not attached to them emotionally so I feel like that could be like a trauma too like feeling like um like I'm at this by myself and there was another astrologer and I wish I remember her name but she made a correlation to um like the Christ consciousness in the sense of you know you don't have just like you know all the Christ consciousness figures you don't have a father on earth because you have father god and you need to get to father god you mm. get what i'm saying so i think that's a whole process and just like what you both of you guys said is so spiritual and you have to just figure it out on your own and you feel alone it's just it's, it's a weird 
I it's can, a weird house, but special, you know, very I can special. also see, I actually, very, so this is yeah. really um, random, super duper random, super duper 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 random, but I don't know this person's chart. I went on a date with them once, but I think that they might have a Pisces Chiron or something going on with the 12th house, just because I feel like their story is like a perfect example of this. For example, they were like, okay, it was a while ago, so they were probably in their... I think they were either in their 40s or 50s. Who knows what I was doing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they were this, like... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what I was doing? <laughs> no. I don't even mean like that. I mean, what was I doing at 19? What was I doing at 20? Like, no, nah, that's what I mean. That's doing? what I mean. Yeah, bruh. Who was she? I could be doing Who was anything. that? I could be doing anything. <laughs> I am everything. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> so yep, I am everything. Date. And this can really like go into high thoughts. But okay, so I was on a date with this older yeah, Korean man. Career. And I noticed that like, because like the, his first name was what would be a traditionally Korean last name. Hmm. So I was like, I just, as a Sagittarius, blatantly asked him, why is your first name your last name mm-hmm. <laughs> on a first date? But I'm just kind of like, if you're going on a date with a literal kid, you might as well expect them to ask you funny-ass questions. <laughs> and QA continuing on. Real. Literally, 15-year-old <laughs> men who go out with 19-year-olds, expect them to be young like I hate it when Hello. older people date younger people and expect them to be anything but a young person and stop dating if you're 50 and 40 and 30 don't date a 19 year old stop it stop it stop it seriously and, yeah. anyway continuing on some people have very strong opinions and you know what I'm not scared of a little controversy with that <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, so he, like, ended up explaining to me that when his parents adopted him from Korea, they, it, the reason was they were both pastors. And I think, I, you know what, I'm actually not going to say what sect because I can't remember and I don't want to disrespect any group. But they were pastors who believed in some type of Christ consciousness. So... They believed as pastors that God, I think the father believed that God was talking to him and told him that they were supposed to adopt a disabled child. And once they adopt that disabled child from another country, that then all the non-believers would believe because they would heal this child. Oh, wow. And Oh, wow. <laughs> and then when they adopted him, they didn't care I guess maybe to learn enough about the culture because they messed up the paperwork or maybe they didn't understand the forms. Maybe they like made a mistake because they didn't understand the form. Whatever happened, this child's first name is now their last name. And it's really unfortunate because um, of course the power of Christ did not make this man that was disabled any less disabled. And now he is being raised in a country that he was not born in by white people. Wow. Goodness gracious. So I like, wish that I kept in contact 
with him sometimes like not even because of this like I was like oh he seemed cool but I just felt like for me the age difference was a lot (laughs) I'm curious to know if he had Pisces Chiron 12th house Chiron Chiron 11th because against how religion impact him literally like religion impacted his life Mm -hmm. oh my goodness Uh, it's man it's crazy because like sometimes you can't always guess people's placements correctly but when you see the chart and you see what the placement actually is you can sit down and be like nah that makes all the sense Mm -hmm. i accept that l and sometimes too taking that l oh my god this is about to sound so sad this is about to sound so fucking sag gemini and then sneak scorpio mercury of me when you're wrong, it like teaches you something else. Like exactly. you learn. Like I'm like, I literally am like, oh, like I may have been wrong yeah. about my equip my first assumption, but like, oh, I see now where that fits into this, and it's so cool because it's teaching me that that can fit into this. Like it's, uh, mm-hmm. I and love I, it. I love puzzles. I just want to say one critique about, um, you know, I try to balance my critiques because I say things about Sagittarius Pluto and we've, you know, roasted them a little bit on this like channel, especially now because we're sensitive little snowflakes. (laughs) I say that because our parents called us sensitive snowflakes. I'm just kidding. Some of your parents called you snowflakes too. Anyway, I say all that to say just a comment on cancel culture, dude. Like it's like, they're, I feel like with Scorpio Pluto, they are so scared of being wrong or being found out. And like even like when you're thinking about the term imposter syndrome, that really started to be popularized when like um, Scorpio Pluto people started going into the workplace. And like generations before, it's like, what's that? I don't understand. What? Imposter syndrome. And I feel like that's how a lot of Scorpios feel. So an entire generation that kind of has suppress these feelings of uh am i actually right oh no i can't be wrong because then my pluto leo or pluto virgo parent will analyze me or embarrass me or do something like that to me and then you have a generation of sag pluto where what i love about them is they are coming unapologetically and authentically themselves Mm -hmm. like good job y'all good good great job but like yes i think it's sagittarius pluto that's looking back at cancel culture and are going to find a better word for that and find a better way to allow people to make mistakes and be wrong. I don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to do it, but I think they're going to be the generation to do it. And they, I hope they hurry up because I'm tired of it. <laughs> Honestly, because it's not delegate. Well, it just sucks because cancel culture, like, it originated with entirely good intentions. Like, we need to cancel the people, we need to cancel people like R. Kelly and Harvey Weinstein and the people who are, like, it's been new, but it's just not out, you know? Like, everybody knew, we're all just covering it up. No, 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 like, none of that anymore. We're not doing that. But it's extended into everything. Like, one person says one thing and you're like, no, cancel forever. And I'm like, well, no, people can. 
understand and learn and also people can say shit and not know what it means especially now with because people can like oh my god no this is a, oh my god this is about to sound so oh my god i'm about to sound like such a boomer i can't go i can't go further than this <laughs> i'm feeling like a boomer all this mercury retrograde say it and we talk about it because we have to learn how to be okay with controversy chiron third be okay with controversy yeah, while you're performing yes. yeah yes I have definitely had lots of controversial opinions in my life and in within my childhood. Oh my God, Jesus! One day I'll tell a specific one. We should we should uh, do an episode. We should do an episode of sometime about like specifically like astrology in like middle school, like when we were young. Like take and yeah, think about uh, specifically. That when should we were be there. our next episode, dude. Because yeah. I could, we could do that really with Jake go, because I have he's a back Pluto, and I he's gonna be in New York with specific, us. I have some very specific uh, stories that I could tell. That, but anyway, uh, be sure you tune in, guys. I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> Man, yeah, we honestly, we did a blooper. Whoop! Stay tuned next episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Making our podcast kind of like literally like oh man dude okay so greatest generation Generation. gave us like radio TV shows right Mm -hmm. that means like probably Pluto Leo right yeah yeah Uh, yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. also so funny that the greatest generation is the Leo Plutos of course (laughs) of course (laughs) they couldn't be anything but. I really think, and hear me out here, high thought. (sighs) Dude, once all of these, like, Aquarius trances start hitting, it's going to be podcast central. Because air signs like to hear things. Like, they hear things, Aquarius. And then on top of that, it's like... Uh, like that's the opposition of Leo Pluto generation. Like once we get to Aquarius Pluto, like that's when we'll really be doing like the opposite, or maybe like some of the same things that like that energy is being doing, or like going back to that greatest generation energy. Aquarius Pluto is going to be funky. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I know, right? I'm honestly like tap tap tap. Watch when did happening. I'm ready for some funk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like actually kind of want to like. I hope I can like have have at least one kid at around that time. <laughs> that's what I that'd want. That'd be yeah, that'd be dope. If it uh, happens, I don't know, but that's what I would like. <laughs> there are definitely like I was looking at um the transits of yesterday, the Scorpio Celium and Pisces Celium with Mercury retrograde, the new moon in that. I would have loved to have a child on that day. Mm-hmm. So beautifully aspected day. I would. I ne- I've never thought about. Um, I've never thought of. Like I've never looked at transits and said that's what I would want my kid to be. Like I've thought about what signs I would want my kids to be and what would be compatible. Um, of course, I'm gonna love them however they come out. I love how that. <laughs> I love how like I'm gonna love my child no matter what sign they come out is the phrase. Can I put it on a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag make yeah. a shirt. I'm going to love my child no matter nah. what sign come out, even I'm... if they're a Gemini. <laughs> even a ma- speak- <sighs> I'm gonna go make a shirt now. Goodbye. I want a Gemini kid. I want I... a Gemini kid. Let's go, Ge- kids and Gemini I bet kids. You my would. I, actually, I actually want one too, but Gemini is my fifth, so of course I do. 
<laughs> oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh me, my fifth is Libra. How about we not? I don't want Libra kids. <laughs> Sorry, Libras. I would love. Li- okay, so my mom is a Libra moon, and I'm a Sag sun. Libra and Sags are best peas in a pod. They peas. are. I noticed that too. Peas and because the thing is, like, and I can definitely say this. I was thinking mm-hmm. earlier, Mercury retrograde thought, but I was thinking earlier about how like. The parents that you have, and this is why I was saying, look at the Chiron's synastry. Like, Libras are very expressive. Like, they make sounds, and they, like, are very goofy in their movement. So Mm -hmm. it would make sense that somebody with a Libra, like, aspect would have a Sagittarius child because that child's going to be extra goofy. And it's super funny to me because my dad is actually a Libra, and my brother's a Libra, and my mom is a Libra moon. And it's like, my whole family, like, we sound funny. Like, we look... (laughs) My family, like, people tell, tell me all the time, like, my mother's beautiful my father's tall and beautiful like my family's beautiful but like I look at them and I'm like how they look so goofy they like if you ever look at a a Libra like they're been having like extra big foreheads or like weird teeth like it's like they have something quirky and then I feel like that's how they start to kind of be health conscious and kind of like you know a lot of Libras have Virgo placements as well and they like start figuring out how to work with their funky little trait Mm -hmm. and then it's like if you're a kid watching that you're either gonna make fun of it you're gonna laugh about it and i feel like that is what makes sagittarius moon sagittarius sun sagittarius venus sagittarius jupiter oh all of them yeah even pisces because (laughs) jupiter (laughs) absolutely i can definitely see that i actually like it took me a while, but I actually like Libras now. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't. It was I think it's because um, it's weird. I don't have a lot of hefty. I don't have any energy Libra at all. So I think it was just a total misunderstanding. But now I like them. I appreciate their charm a lot. I just had to date one and just changed my life. <laughs> Dating one, uh, it was, he nice. he was a, he was like um, hard headed and you know had his faults, but I just the charm. And how we just related to music. It was just lovely. <laughs> oh. Yes. I also think Libra and Capricorn together is kind of an underrated duo. Yeah. I know. We, we definitely square. But I feel like it's like an easy uh, Yeah. Square. Yeah. Well, like, that's I feel- what I mean. Like, I... I think I, I think about like how a Pisces in a set my Pisces and Sagittarius technically squares, but also I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I would love to date a Pisces. Like right. that sounds great. Dating a Pisces would be awesome. I'm a Pisces moon. Like hook it up. See, I actually like. But yeah. I, anyway. Yeah, I actually like kind of rate squares off of elements. You know what I mean? So for instance, like your the, yeah. your, the example that you use, like. Sag and Pisces work well. Like fire douses water, yes. But what's worse, fire like water? Well, water douses fire, or fire burning up something completely. You know, and I feel that yeah. you know, Sag and Virgo don't get along way worse than like a Sag and like water. So I was like, yeah, I feel like certain squares are just like worse than others. You know, I mean, it's still tough, but you know, certain ones are just like really, really just not gonna work. <laughs> Of course, without, like, other supporting aspects and stuff, you know. Of course, that can help. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's, like, literally, like, always, like, every, you know, but whatever. Whatever, whatever. Potato, potato. Uh, <laughs> Virgo not great. Not great. I concur with that as someone with a Virgo X of a collective long many years mm. spread out. 
over few breakups and no. Oh, no, 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 thanks. Okay, y'all, this is super random and I feel really bad, but like, so I want you to understand one thing about Florida. It is swampland and it's cool, cool thing. And I'm going to end it on this note very, very quick, super quick. What I love about Florida is when I learned about the Seminole natives who live here and like kind of being more mindful of honoring their land and just being appreciative of being on this ground. Shout outs. And like even like the history behind that, it's like that when they like when white people started coming in, they started pushing the natives down. And I think it was multiple different groups of natives, not just one. And then they all kind of had to survive the swamps of florida Mm. and the mosquitoes and white people weren't down there because they could not survive it but the natives did Mm. and that's how you kind of start to see like that population the seminole natives and it just like makes me like really honor them because not gonna lie i when it gets dark in florida the mosquitoes come out there have been iguanas running around we've been looking at squirrels and trying to pay attention but also this canal that i'm looking at might also have an alligator in it yo i gotta go it's getting dark i do not have half the strength of any person to survive this i'm wearing short shorts right now in a leotard oh my gosh i also love it too because you floridians get so cold like the second the sun's down in the winter it like changes it's almost like the desert but not really it's not that much colder Meanwhile, meanwhile, today I left my apartment and it was like 43 degrees and I was like, oh, it feels so nice. (laughs) (laughs) So nice out today, guys. Spring is coming. (laughs) But but yeah, no, we definitely also should uh, wrap because uh, we are at like a very long episode right now. And I love that it's long because I knew it was going to be with Chiron. We had been saying that this was going to be a long as fuck episode. So Mm -hmm. if you're still listening to us, um. Why did you stop? This was a good episode. We don't have to apologize. We don't have to thank. You're welcome. You are welcome. (laughs) We gave you so much information about Chiron for free. Not going to lie. If we did signs, signs, if we did signs, y'all, the fact that this woman came on this podcast and said she's going to give you a reading on Chiron, and it's a long-ass reading, and she will unpack you personally for $15 for special for you and then on top of it this nice woman said you know what you don't even have to use the code astrology sucks i'm gonna make it even easier for you it's just gonna be on my website please tell us your website at the end bro she's so nice go get your chiron reading get your life realize that it's that heavy (laughs) and it doesn't have to be heavy all your all in your own oh all all, i i have neptune in the third so speaking is hard Literally never, never say, never say Capricorn, like, like literally Capricorns be giving us too much blessings and we need to literally, literally. thanks guys. <laughs> I'm only calling you the Chiron expert from now on <laughs> the person, because yes. I, I feel like we don't call expertise. Like, I feel like people are very shy in the astrology community, but no, Demi, you did that. You did that, Demi. Thank you so much. You guys are the absolute sweetest. (laughs) Thank you very much. I mean, it is, it gets weird too, because like once you kind of like try to, if someone calls someone else an expert, then other people got to prove that they're not. And it just gets awkward on, especially Astro Twitter. (laughs) I feel like, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's rough. But the thing is, I feel like one thing that we can't forget is 
One, I have two psych-related degrees. Like, I just applied to my PhD. Shannon has yes. gone to school for journalism and is one of the smartest people I know and literally is about to yes. go through her Saturn return. You are post-Saturn return. And literally, I said your bio at the beginning. What more do I have to say? We, <laughs> come, with, we come with knowledge. So, again, this grown woman who really unpacked Chiron in a way I've never heard unpacked before, just unpacked Chiron for you in a way that I've never heard Chiron talked about before. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you so much, Demi, for being on our show. Oh, of course. I'm yes. honored. Thank you guys so, so uh, much. And, you know, you have to ch- um, go ahead and we have to set things up. I mean, we already got something coming up soon, but, you know, we got to set things up so you guys can come on my show, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm very so excited. About I would love that. that. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Ah. Thank you so much for being on. No problem, guys. It was a pleasure. So much fun. The best. (laughs) All right. Wow. Um, So anyway. Yeah. Everybody give your socials. This is six at Black Women Cry. You can find me on Twitter at Black Women Cry and also on Instagram at Black Women Cry. And if you want to read any of my horoscopes, because I write moon scopes, Venus scopes and host scopes for all the hoes out there. Sex workers rule. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is Shannon at Astrology Chef. Uh, yeah, it's been the bomb. Everybody, please follow Astro Dim at yeah. Astro Dim, right? Yes, is the Astro Dim on Twitter, the underscore Astro Dim on Instagram, and then also check out my website astrodim.space please that is where you you. can get the chiron reading for 15 dollars again worth it yes 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 (laughs) yay Uh, and uh don't forget to follow us astrology sucks pod on insta and sucks astrology on twitter also, thank you for following us because I noticed we broke 300 followers on our Instagram as a Woo! podcast. Yes. Woo! Okay. Okay. Dreams coming yes. true. Dreams coming true. You're gonna make us famous. You're gonna make us famous. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Oh, yes. We are so fucking there. We're on it. Mm. We need mm-hmm. to get there. We need a meme. We'll meme. We'll meme. We had the meme. We had the meme idea from this episode, and we're gonna meme it. Yes. I'll dig it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. E-Cult, we love you. Thank you for sticking around. We love that. We love Chiron. But also, do we? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.